Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show75. And uh we've got our regular co-host with us today, at least one of them. Byron, how's it going? It's going pretty good at Byron Fever. Um, not on Twitch, but you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo. And uh, yeah, super excited, super excited for this coming weekend. You're not on Twitch? Twitch, the company that some for some reason gives wrestling programs a limited amount of time, even though they'll let gamers broadcast for like 27 hours straight? Can't quite figure uh, that one out. I mean, it's a certain weird set of priorities they have. But, you know, maybe maybe the end of uh, that wrestling show wasn't the most important part. So who's who's to I, say? I, I wouldn't be the one to say that. Moving on. Hello, Meatloaf. How you doing, brother? You there? Hello. At Meatloaf. Meatloaf even, shall I say? Not Meatloaf, Jesus Christ. God, do we need a translator English from you? I thought English people spoke English. Meef, Meef, Meef. It's 2 a.m. What won't you Obviously, do for... It was the most important part of the show. Well, what's and Tejano's head being shaved. Tejano's head being shaved was was a mildly important factor, statistical. but <laughs> came in here like a bat out of hell. Get it, guys? Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, and the the host that's not here today, um, we have real versions of this shirt. As you can tell, this is a shitty iron-on version. But uh, this shirt is now available if you want one because this is the most asked question at the temple this season. I don't care what anyone says. That's the most asked question, at least to me. So we made t-shirts in honor of that because we can't figure it out. And we figure if enough people wear the t-shirts, maybe, just maybe, somebody will tell us where is Casey. Um, and we're joined today. I'm sure you guys are sitting here like, why the hell are you guys yapping away doing your normal shtick? We don't give a crap. Here's Eric Van Wagner, the <laughs> executive producer of a little program that we like to call the best wrestling show on television, Lucha Underground. Nobody cares what I have to say either. <laughs> but I was actually wondering where Casey is. I feel like uh, uh, I'm starting to personalize it, actually, that he's not been around. I, uh, I think DJ might be as well, too. I mean, I feel like there's a few moments that I, that DJ really created this season that were kind of with Casey in mind a little bit, maybe not for him, but definitely with him in mind. I'm on to make certainly, you don't you don't do it for Casey, but you make sure that Brandon, the cameraman, has a clear shot of Casey when it goes down. Right. <laughs> I remember that shot from from Tris. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And there's been a few of those. There's been a few of those moments where you could see Brandon, like, just looking very disappointed. Like, yeah, lost. Like, where's my Casey? Where's my go-to you know, Pentagon reaction shot? I think he found me and Vic or a couple of other people a few times, and he was like, I guess you guys will do, maybe. That, that and Jonathan, you know, uh, praying to Jesus. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan's concerned mother look is always a go-to place as well. <laughs> I have to say, um, you know, Sitting next to Johnny Ace several times this season has been kind of one of my favorite things this year in general. Like I've, that I've, dude, I, he's the coolest. You know, he's he shows up all the time, and he's just chill. I mean, granted, he's clearly high as a kite every time he comes, <laughs> and he brings his mom, which makes it even better. Oh, she's uh, so awesome, especially when Mil Muertes comes over in that area, and she's like afraid for her life, but she loves it, but she's afraid for her life. <laughs> It's so legit. It's like the best. Those are the moments. Those are the reasons you guys got to get to the temple. The, the best Just reasons. to see Jonathan and his mom, yeah. for sure. 
And then oh. Lori, the um, Lucha Grandma, we call her. The, the she's always a hardcore fan too. Yeah, I actually got so to sit Lori. next to her once this year as well over on the uh, the new C bench, as I like to call it, the yeah. cell block bench there. Just, um, <laughs> that's the scrambled bench. That's where you better always like don't get comfortable because you're jumping out of the way all the time. Yeah, was that we we named the section. Um, to the left of Gorilla, if you're in the ring, kind of where you guys come out from, yeah. uh, we named that the bowling alley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, was a kid, there was a there was a kid there. Um, the last taping, and uh, and usually I try and tell them not to put small kids in those ringside seats because you just never know. <laughs> Any and that, that one kid almost just got rolled by uh, I forget who it was, but. But, but the dad barely got him out of the way. And then, you know, you worry about the dad being scared. The dad was laughing his ass off the whole time. But, but the kid looked genuinely scared. And that, doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that you're safe in the bleachers either, though, folks. And, and after, uh, after Eric goes, um, I'm going to do the second half of the show on um, temple etiquette today. Yeah, for, oh. for the newbies, for some people that, that need Nerds. to have a living record of do's and don'ts out there in the world somewhere. I'm going to do that after <laughs> after I, we. I, we wait, what what are you going to save the good stuff? Like, what, that sounds like a good topic. <laughs> what are you? Who are the fans? Well, we'll, you get some of your, we'll get some of yours, too. And why? But what, what are you asking, Byron? I just want to know who the fans Eric hated uh, the most are and also hated? hated and and why why are you trying to get the man heat no I, <laughs> no we're asking the tough questions i don't hate any of them actually <laughs> like i mean i hate the ones that show up with cameras and uh uh showing up with cameras is a big no-no using a knife or something and cutting the the the, the uh plastic straps to the seats that's kind of a no-no too uh the ones that bring uh, a kid who's like cutting his first teeth and then they try and claim he's 12 uh, we get that a lot. <laughs> we get the kid in diapers. We get the tw we get every twelve year old in diapers. We, we <laughs> show up. Um, you know, the, the and then the ones that leave in the middle of the match to go to the bathroom because they've been drinking too much something. I don't know what. I but think twelve is a good that. cutoff age, though, because I find that most wrestling fans that are under twelve don't really like heels that much. And there's definitely a lot of cheering of the heels that happens in Lucha Underground, and they get they get kind of upset by it. <laughs> I feel bad for the, the under 12 year olds that speak Spanish because Ooh. man, you could you, you learn a lot in those Pentagon promos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, which I can't get into without spoiling some things, but uh, I, I like Pentagon promos, but yeah, they're not, they're definitely not for the faint of heart or for the young uh, Spanish speakers of the world. My Spanish is pretty crappy, but those that promos, I believe every word of it, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless he's saying them to Phoenix, in which case some of them are really yeah, strange and don't really apply. He does a lot of mother stuff on Phoenix, which is kind of ironic. But yeah, the first time I heard him do that, I was like, you want his mother to what? <laughs> Wait, I don't <laughs> get it. How does that work? <laughs> why, is it, why Phoenix and Pentagon know each other? Um, I, they just might have met each other's mothers once or twice, Byron. That's yeah. all. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so Eric, here's here's what I want to do, and for me from in and Byron as well. Here's how I kind of want to frame this this interview with our friend, Mr. Van Wagnen, under the terms of confirm or deny. No. <laughs> the fun little game I like to call confirm or deny. So I'm going to pose a question. How about neither? I can neither confirm nor deny. I, you can answer them however you want. This okay. is just this is just the fashion in which 
I think is best to present some of these things that everyone would love to know from you um, okay. without taking up an, an incredible amount of your time. Because as everyone can see, Eric is still actually in the office, in his I have office a question. underground. I have a question from Mr. Illustrious, Mr. Krabs, and this is probably better than any question that we can that we can come up with. This is, can I do the first confirm or deny since I already interrupted everything? Great, go for it, Byron. It better not be stealing my thunder, but go for it. This is, this might be one of your questions. Meef, are you audibly sighing right now? <laughs> yes, he is. Great. Uh, well, Mr. Krabs really. wants to know, uh, uh, Eric, um, he misspells a lot of words, so it's hard to read it. Was that you at the end of confirm. season three with Vampiro looked like it? Was that me at the end of the season? Uh, no, but I, that was me. I deny, and I, but I will say that is me at the end of season two, putting Dario in the back of a van. Officer Van Wagnon. I knew. I knew it. He's a cop. <laughs> you knew that. Yeah. He's a rat. But when oh. uh, Vampiro at the end, do you mean with um, Vampiro's master? The master? No, yeah. that was not me. Okay. Well. Denied. <laughs> I wish yeah. I was that cool. Well, here's an easy one it's for quite you. quite clearly somebody. It is quite clearly a certain individual that I think a few of us have seen dark and in certain Mexican uh, promotions. <laughs> Fair um, enough. So here's, okay, this is an easy one for you. Confirm or deny that MMM show will be attending Ultima Lucha Cuatro. That I can confirm because you guys are... Uh, I personally providing you a backstage tour, photo ops, tickets, the whole thing. You guys bought my auction. You donated 500 bucks to uh, a, a, wrestle, a local wrestling team here in Southern California. You've actually got scholarships for kids to join the wrestling team. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, I thank you. The young wrestlers at Paul Revere Charter School, thank you. And uh, uh, Adam Hunter, the comedian who's on the coach of that team, thanks you. You guys um, got to check out Adam too, by the way, especially if you're fans of uh, wrestling and MMA. Like he, MMA he, roasted podcast, MMA roasted podcast. Like if you like MMA, like I do, he has jokes specifically for you. So you got to check this guy out. He's very, very funny. Yeah, he's really funny, and he's uh, he's a, a middle school wrestling coach. Um, he coaches my son, and they post. He posts a lot of really funny videos of these kids and. Uh, uh, you know, him giving inspirational speeches and him teaching him moves. And he's just a funny guy and the kids all love him. And, uh, he posts a lot of stuff from their matches and, uh, has really funny stories from the, from, uh, the team, uh, the team meets and things like that. I mean, it, it actually should be a movie. It's kind of like, it's sort of like the, uh, the mighty ducks, uh, on a wrestling match. kind of what I would describe it. Well, so, now, what can we expect on this tour? You I, like, I'm I'm excited. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know a lot about this new ice temple. There's like nooks and crannies and things. Um, you'll get to see. Um, you'll probably get spoiled on a couple of um, uh, things that we're shooting. Uh, you'll get to see um, all this where the vignettes are all shot, and we'll get you some pictures in there. Um, you will get to see the practice area and the practice ring, and you'll actually get to see, which is my favorite, the coolest old building in downtown LA. Um, you, you've been inside and you've seen where there's the big sort of uh, air, con the, the big freezer compressors that are high up on the wall. You get to see the engines that drive them, and they're old and they're creepy. And they're um, uh, there's some rooms in there that that you'll you'll freak out. It's like what would it looks like horror a horror movie would be filmed there. It's kind of like 
Um, I mean, I'm just going to give you the tour. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to love it. It's fun. I'll take you all over and then we'll go into the cast area and we'll pull out some of your favorites and uh, we'll get some photos and stuff like that. All for being good guys and donating to uh, an after school wrestling program. See guys, look, this is good. Charity pays sometimes. And you know, you just got to do the right thing out there, folks. Um, okay. So while we're talking about the temple, I get, I'm going to skip down. This one was much later on my list, but can you confirm or deny that the temple is being demolished after this season of filming? And I ask this I, because we've heard this rumor going around, and I won't tell you how this rumor got going around, but this rumor has been spread it. around to I everyone. Deny it. I know that the owners eventually want to tear it down, but it's kind of, you know, what happens in a lot of these downtown LA buildings is the owners will, will um, buy it and hold it, you know, and wait for the inevitable gentrification. And uh, at some point they will probably sell the building, tear it down and put up condos. Um, but that neighborhood is, is not um, in the process of, it's not exactly developing as you guys can attest. Uh, it's probably one of the, it's probably one of the last, it's really close to Skid Row. It's like a block away. So my guess is, is that they, they want to, um, uh, tear it down at some point, but I know that it's not imminent. And I know that um, the fact that we showed up with a check and they didn't have to do a goddamn thing. They didn't even have to clear the place of the dead rats that were all over the place. We did all that. You know, they, they literally just got a check and cashed it and then went their merry way. They don't have to check on us. They don't have to do anything. Um, I know that they're, they're happy with us there and they like having us there. And, and uh, um, you know, we, we had a, we liked it. it. It's a different vibe. Um, it's creatively very uh, fresh and new. Um, would we go back to the old place? Of course. Yeah. You know, I like the old place too. We, would we ever go back? Sure. Um, but, but I think this was a good change. I think it was, um, uh, it, it was kind of, you know, uh, guys, guys like Skip Chasen really like this place probably more than the other one. Mm -hmm. And uh, cause there's just more um, texture to it and there's more options on where to shoot stuff. And um, it's, it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's a cool old LA building. They used to put uh, ice and, and um, frozen foods and, you know, all kinds of, uh, it was like a distribution point for grocery stores. <laughs> okay. We'll see. And this is great too. Cause I feel uh, that was the way I felt too, that, that, Options wise, like at first I was sad and I even drove past the old temple a couple times like miss the yeah. old temple. But every time I am in there, I'm just like, damn, there's so many more options for everything in general. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's better options to stand around when you're waiting to get into the temple. There's just better options. Yeah, there's a bar half a block away, which is kind of nice. <laughs> there's several. I mean, there's there's, there's one all the way at the end of the what's the place all the way at the end of the street we went to, Byron? Little Bear and then Iron Triangle is the one to be is the one um like next door. Yeah, and if you wait around a little bit uh at Iron Triangle, usually on Saturdays they have a burger bar that opens up there too, where you can even get food at Iron Triangle on Saturdays. So, I have yet to experience it. I've been stuck in in that building. Yeah, it's time. a little close to the showtime. The parking kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh the other parking was great. We had that big lot. So this parking is a bit of a scramble. Um but, uh, you know, there's a, there, there is, um, it was kind of energizing to be in a new place. And, you know what, I'm kind of glad we went there second because, you know, once having been in Anderson Street, those seasons, we kind of knew what worked and what didn't. And so when we moved over to industrial, uh, it was just a big blank slate. 
And so, you know, just a big empty canvas. And so we were able to put in the things that we thought the, the cast would appreciate and that were functional and would look good on camera, but then would also make it um, not feel like a traditional wrestling arena and just make it kind of unique. And so, you know, we built those, we have the, you know, certain um, catwalks and things that are built into the space, um, you know, places to jump from. Um. Hey, Eric, you, you, we actually, uh, I realized Byron and I still have two standing room tickets for Saturday. The ones that we're giving up to take your, uh, your auction tickets. Cool. So we got to come up with some way to give those away to somebody. So if you think of something, let me know. And so people listening too, stay, stay tuned. Cause we actually have two tickets. They're not great seats. Like the ones DJ gave away. They are standing room tickets, Ooh. but DJ's DJ. question was easy. Unfamiliar. <laughs> Why was his question? What was his question? His question was, what were the three, basically, what were the three gimmicks that we wanted um, Martin Casals to have um, that we played with? Um, well, he talked about the magician what, one on here last week. Yeah, the Magnificent Marty was, was, he did that in a dark match and then knocked himself out cold and got a concussion. And then we couldn't, we couldn't let him go again for like three months. Um, and at one time we were considering him for Mil Muertes, which would have been a terrible mistake. Um and then the third one, uh, which I personally was pushing for, and I really liked it, in retrospect, would have probably been stupid, but I wanted him to be the elder, which would have been a tag team. Because he's from Utah, I wanted him to be this super heel Mormon missionary. And, like, uh, he would be, like, really nice to everybody. And then as soon as the bell would ring, he'd be, like, the meanest prick in the entire place. Because if you've ever, like, played, like, pick up basketball with, like, a Mormon you know, they're like the worst, meanest, poor sport, vicious elbow throwing basketball players ever. And uh, uh, so the thought was and like, I even sent him to the Mormon training center to buy like the shirt and they sent him to like a place called like ZCMI in Salt Lake City. And I made him buy the shirt, the short sleeve white shirt and the tie and, and get a little badge. And then I had him get like the, the Bible in the little case and we had even bought him bike. And, and so we were just, we couldn't find who the right uh, tag partner would be for it. We were actually, you know, we needed somebody really kind of like, uh, 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 you know, super waspy and like, you know, combed hair. Like, you know, actually, you know, who I wanted to do it was remember Luke from Tough Enough. I thought oh, Marty yeah. and Luke, I thought they would have been good Mormon missionaries. I thought that would have been a good gimmick for those two. That would have actually been pretty good. And, and Luke, Luke would turned been... me down. Well, <laughs> that was his mistake now wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> he's having a good life out there in, in vermont or maine maine, wherever. maine, maine. Yeah. the other vermont <laughs> yeah <laughs> where, where a lot of my people are from my dad's actually from maine and uh god you bless look him. like a mainer it's, it's funny terrible. it's terrible it's, <laughs> i mean if you if you don't like your dad is the white side of the family yeah oh yes <laughs> if you don't like candlestick bowling and parking your car then uh <laughs> maine's got nothing for you Hey, yeah. hey, Byron, uh, I muted you because I think your cell phone's too close to your microphone, getting some interference. That anyway. you just didn't have anything good to say. Yeah, mostly that one. Better I have lots one. of good stuff to say. Oh, God. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Well, hurry up with your follow-up question because I got another confirmer tonight, and it involves you. Oh, oh no, I, it's follow-up question with the ice sample thing. I was just wondering if the new layout with um, uh, possibly – I keep hearing like it's – there's more places to Wait, shoot. Wait, first of all, you've completely failed. You have to start it off with, can you confirm or deny? Okay, can you <laughs> confirm or deny that your 
backstage shooting is more efficient with the new setup that you have in the new building? I can confirm because what you haven't seen is there's, you, you know, the size of the main arena and you know, the size of the audience holding, there's an equally sized room on the other side of the main arena. And if you go in there, it's set up with all of our sets, boom, 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 all right next to each other. So we have some new sets and some new props that are all just set up like look two feet away from each other. And so they, you know, they can come in and they can quickly adjust. And there's a, the locker room set in there. There's the, um, the office set in there. There's a couple of um, stuff I won't spoil until you see it. Um, but, but some, you know, kind of layers where, where certain people would hang out. Um, and it, they're all in this one kind of area. And then you go down another hall and there's the old practice ring where we used to shoot the practice stuff. And so we can shoot practice ring stuff in there. And there's the gym and, you know, all our weights and gyms and heavy bags and stuff are all in there. So, yes, it is much more efficient and it needed to be. Um, there's very little setup time. Everything just sort of lives ready to shoot because we have, we have that much space. And our control room is twice the size of our old control room, too, which is nice. Cool. Sounds badass. That is confirmed. Okay, so can you confirm or deny that up until this week, Krista Joseph did not follow Byron on Twitter and then finally did follow Byron on Twitter, which lasted under 24 hours, and now they have chosen to unfollow each other again? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny it, but I do, however, believe that. (laughs) Because I think we're talking, you know, two guys that have strong opinions, easily, <laughs> both, both easily offended. What? <laughs> I take offense both to that. very sensitive. Come on. Fucking amazing. So DJ DJ is promoting being on the TwitWow show, which, by the way, I never will heard say, of them. Is hands down the best episode they've ever done. I listened to it earlier today myself. I will put it over because good content is good content. Damn it! I don't care if you're a Lucha Underground fan. Listen to that episode because Roach and DJ talked about all the storylines that could have been and it was really really entertaining but as soon as he they started talking love, about do it you love the twit wow guys yeah so so dj marks out for him so we've busted his balls over the years about it in general because it's hilarious how much dj everyone marks out for dj but then dj marks out for twit wow and it's hilarious he, he did there was a guy who did um we both used to mark out for this guy that did, did digging underground and and it was like a short-lived podcast with this little guy, and I can't even imagine. You know, I would have loved to have seen him in person. But he digging underground was our, was initially our favorite podcast. It's a great but name. Then the guy went away, so it was, it's a bummer. I don't know what happened to that guy. We should well, steal that, Justin. And so, Byron, what was the comment that got you unfollowed by DJ again? Um, well. I feel that I should first mention that like a week prior to DJ following me, I thanked him for a follow. Um, This was after uh, I brought Vanilla Ice to the temple and DJ almost wet himself in excitement. So I figured I'd get a follow out of that. And (laughs) he did not even acknowledge it whatsoever. And so then I thanked him and he didn't acknowledge it. And then that was that. And then he followed me finally. And then um, the next morning, he tweeted something about TwitWow, and I gave him a thumbs down, and he unfollowed me immediately. <laughs> that was it, a thumbs down. <laughs> I love it. And J-Man, J-Man completely, like, obliterated DJ, busted his balls so bad about doing it, like, completely destroyed him, and DJ commended him for it and said how much he loved J-Man. And Urban. <laughs> 
where have Urban and J-Man been? Man? J-Man is on the farm somewhere with no internet. And yeah. Urban, uh, God bless his soul, is in a really good headspace right now. Love that dude. I think yeah. he's getting his life exactly where he wants to be, talking about moving and just really focusing on what's most important in his life right now, I think. I miss those guys, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't forget. Oh, where is that guy? I'm going to see J-Man uh, in a couple weeks at the New Japan show, and I see them whenever I go to Tennessee. Uh, they say to say hi as well. Yeah, I think that was the other thing, too. J-Man decided that he was going to spend his money on New Japan this year and not Lucha Underground, sadly. Woof. Ouch. <laughs> Hurts. Hurts. You have to take that one up with him. <laughs> well, it's okay. easy to pass. <laughs> I'm going to unfollow him right now if I know how to turn on <laughs> If I could figure out how to turn on my Twitter, I would unfollow him. It's an unfollow party. Um, <laughs> okay, so back to my confirm or deny. Um, confirm or deny, people will be blown away by some of the things the new talent are doing at Lucha Underground this season. I think uh, that's a safe confirmation. I mean, I, I think, yeah, you want to confirm. And the new talent, especially. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're... There's still some surprises left um, that you haven't seen yet. Yay! Um, yeah. Well, but, I, uh, I gotta say, after last weekend, um, the the bar is is raised. There was some good stuff. I, I, there's some new guys, yeah, that that have definitely um, um, had an impact. And I, uh, I think it, so. I mean, and, and obviously, you know, it's it's weird, like. Some of the scrambling that, that this season, you know, whenever you scramble, the, you know, there's always some good and some bad. And, and um, you know, we've had a couple of things that have, you know, like one small, like a little injury and somebody misses half the season, you know, or one delay in a visa and, you know, half the season is gone and we have to scrap the whole storyline. So, we, we, you know, surprise, surprise, getting visas out of Mexico is a lot harder than it was a couple of years ago. No, <laughs> you just shock have to climb to the shock. top of the wall and then put in your application and then you get right in. Right. I, we should put those guys in those sacks of drugs and just throw them all. Over <laughs> yeah, the they'd get here a lot quicker. <laughs> what you need, what you need now that you have this location is a tunnel, my friend. <laughs> oh, God. Why didn't we think of that? Just or a lab. direct tunnel. I mean, it's a really long walk, but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It, 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 you know, it, it has had an, I mean, I will say it has had an effect on, on processing our, our immigration. Um, you know, things take twice as long as they did just a couple of years ago. So, you know, we've, we've had some, some storylines that have had to go, that have had to get scrapped and re- or rewritten or recast um, because of some of those issues. And, and um, you know, when you, when, you, when you shoot everything at such a tight window, um, the margin of error is just razor thin. And so, you know, there's had to, you know, Chris and Chris have done an amazing job of, of reacting to that and, and, you know, coming up with great stuff. And then, you know, getting on the phone and finding willing participants will come and drop everything at a moment's notice and come in and just crush it, you know. Um, so that's been fun to see. I mean, there's always a good side to that. You know, some of our best stuff has happened when that has happened. Um, and, uh, you know, this season is no exception. Well, and I can't wait to actually talk about some of those down the line after we get some episodes under the belt. But because uh, I think I think people out there will be really excited about those. But gen- genuine question. Do you worry? And I've, I've heard this out there. Do you worry when those things happen with visas or certain guys can't come up from Mexico or AAA? Do you worry about the white whitening of Lucha Underground? Do you worry that it's yes. not not? Yes, totally. Lucha Libre um, enough. 
Of course, you know, um, you know, we, we definitely had, you know, a mission statement in the beginning of all this. And it was to highlight guys that, uh, you know, that, that maybe were not famous or, or developing in Mexico and maybe not exposed at all here in the U.S. And we've done a good job with a lot of those guys. And I, I don't oh, – sorry, guys. No worries. Sorry about that. Um, Come I, on, uh, make the dinner, Eric. Wash the no, clothes. Uh, what are you my doing? contender casting guy probably telling uh -huh. me – hopefully telling me we landed a couple of guys. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 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 yeah, you know, I, of course, and there's been times in the season where, I, you know, I'll, I'll sit there and think, do we, do we have enough true Lucha Libre guys in, in, in this episode? And it's week to week. There's some weeks where I would say, yeah, we've, we're doing great. And then there's some weeks where I think, man, I wish we had two or three more. Um, and you know, we're, we're ironing, you know, it's, 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 uh, uh, it's always a process, but it's always something that, you know, next week is a new week and we can try and fix it. Um, I, I do want to, uh, I'm going to ask you this one. I hope, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but can you confirm or deny that Rick Knox is okay? I can confirm that Rick is okay. <laughs> I don't know that he, uh, he had a surgery recently. Yeah, and I think he he actually publicly posted that he yeah. he was yeah. not in the greatest shape. So, yeah, he'll be he'll be okay. I think he's out for a few weeks. I don't know that we'll see him again, but he he's itching to get back. I mean, he, you know, I know he's you know, and he still can come hang out. He's you know, <laughs> it's still fun to have Rick Knox around. Yeah. Just not roll Justin. around in one of those Fuck stretcher Justin. beds. Fuck Justin. Fuck Justin. <laughs> Fuck Justin. Oh, you know about you that's know the worst chain ever. Just because. Damn it! It's awesome. I feel bad like, for poor Justin. He really. I think he. I think he gets his feelings hurt. I genuinely do. Does he really? Does he really? Because I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Well, see, the problem is I have to start the chant, or else people think the chant is at me. He. He's, he. Yeah, that's true. He. He. Uh, he says like he's been. People have said that to him, like walking in airports and like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, We're talking about referee Justin Borden. Out in the world, people give him shit. You know, yeah. outside of a wrestling show. It's a thing um, that got the PWG shows. Everyone gives him so much shit. And I remember when Lucha started and he'd pop out, there'd be like the 10 guys who go to PWG shows talking shit to him. And everyone's wondering why. Yeah, Justin's a he's a nice guy. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He takes a lot of heat. It's kind of funny though. He just keeps hey. messing everything up. That's all. You can't blame him for that. <laughs> Everybody's got that friend, right? <laughs> well, I in have, your I case have, is Casey. Casey's not here. <laughs> I have friends uh, that that feel like Marty Elias likes to go to sleep on the job a lot. <laughs> that he's got that he's narcoleptic. Because he just falls asleep. On the you, job he's got a glass chin. He's like the old guy in Mike Tyson's punch out. You know, he just goes right out. It doesn't take much. And then, it was, you know, out for a long time, too. All right. Here's, a, here's one for you. Go can ahead. I, can I get a referee confirmer deny that Knox was um, banned from going over the top rope because that got him more over than the rest of the roster? Because. I don't think we specifically banned him. I don't know. Maybe one of the agents said something to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's was, putting that spot in for him anymore. People would do him when he would go under. Him, you know, it's it's yeah. like it, it looks about like it would look if I tried it. It's not pretty, <laughs> but it's the effort. You know, yeah. fifty-year-old guys like him and I. You know, it's the effort. That's what counts. No, I mean um, like stepping over the top rope because people would boo him when he'd climb uh, in under. 
So we oh, have to... oh, that I don't know. Oh. <laughs> That's new to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, hey, Eric, can you confirm or deny, as Twitwow stated earlier, that you are the executive producer of Big Brother? <laughs> I am not. I will deny that. How <laughs> hard to These guys are idiots. Roach, Roach I, actually yeah. corrected them too. Like, uh, hey guys, that's, no, that's kind of my job. <laughs> yeah, that's and Chris can have that one. I, I've done enough. I've done enough shit television in my life. <laughs> the feud continues. This is what happens when you get a room full of reality producers and <laughs> they're making a wrestling show. The shit talking I, begins. I give those guys so much crap because I, I genuinely like. I, I hate that show, but I love that it's still doing going on and doing well. Like, yeah. like to me, it's like, thank God, because so many people I know work on it. It's just, you know how it is. It's fun. It's fun to make fun of other people's shit shows. You know, people make fun of my shit shows all the time. <laughs> um, that's just the one I like to pick on. Well, I, I have to love Big Brother because I don't get to go into the Lucha Underground locker room and see DJ yell at people. But on Big Brother, you get to see him get right up in people's face and tell them what's up. <laughs> it is pretty funny watching DJ yeah. lose his shit in the control room. Maybe I should make that part of the tour. Yeah, please, by all means, we would love it. <laughs> Same outfit. We'll just get, stand behind him and poke him until he starts getting mad. <laughs> All right, here's a good one for you, Eric. And I think I know the question, uh, the answer to this one myself, but uh, I don't know that we've talked about it yet publicly. Can you confirm or deny that there is nothing to jump off of in the new Ice Temple? I can deny that. Uh, there, there is plenty to jump off of, and that's why that one was so funny when that when that made the rounds. I just was, you know, it was it was like the silliest thing ever. And I don't, and I think it was just, you know, there's so much of that telephone game that goes on between podcasts and articles and, and, and Meltzer picks up straight out of Lucha blog and Lucha blog is almost always dead on. Like, dead I don't on. Know and, and the Lucha blog that week was dead on. It said that yeah. there were plenty of new places he to jump off of. that. There were new places. And yeah, he he's, said, no, he's actually, I think Lucha blog is, is the most accurate of, of, of when I see stuff, his stuff is almost never wrong. So yeah. he's got, so he's got, he's got, He's got friends in high places or something because he he's almost never wrong. And he he um, well, he prides himself on being an actual journalist in this particular field of just Lucha Libre. That's it. I mean, that's he's his thing, man. That's his that's his jam. It's good for him. He I, I, I like his um, I, I like it. I like his tweets. And even when he's sometimes taking shots, you know, I, hey, I can't always argue. You know, sometimes he's right. <laughs> A lot of time, most of the time. He's a lot right. of time, yeah. I mean, he's very, he's very astute. But I think he also has a certain love and appreciation for Lucha Underground that has actually changed over the years. I think he yes, was a little harsher on it at the beginning and very skeptical and very judgmental about it. And I think that once he, you know, talked to other guys, like, like Casey even, who showed him a little bit of the light of why Lucha Underground wasn't garbage Americanized bullshit that you know it was still the real deal and and even the parts that weren't there was something to appreciate i think once those guys kind of came around to that they saw it but yeah i think there's you know even when i'm sitting in the temple and i'm watching stuff i'm like ooh, i wonder what lucha block is going to say about that <laughs> <laughs> like, believe me i think there's a few people that that, that that think that i mean you know look i respect anyone who's consistent with their criticisms and their praise you know it's like if, so if he likes it that's cool 
we're probably doing something right. And if he if he hates it, oh, well, maybe we need to look at it. But but like to me, he's kind of like a true north of the lucha libre fan. You know, right. he doesn't get swayed by all the other uh, American style or Japanese style. Like he is true blue lucha libre, and and um, I have a lot of respect for his opinion. Actually, I mean, usually usually where I differ with his opinion is the fact that. Lucha Underground to me is not necessarily made for the pure Lucha Libre fan. True. As much as they may want it to be, I think it has to reach a broader audience. And it's really shooting for the Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino comic book kind of fan. Many That's of which true. appreciate Lucha Libre because, you know, of the urban kind of cult stuff that they follow. But that does not mean that they are pure Lucha Libre fans. And I think that's where it has to kind of. Diverge. Yeah, but but I, I do think like, I, you know, I'd sort of developed, you know, because I've worked in kind of different fight sports on different TV shows for a while. And like the first time I did Contender, you know, we alienated a lot of boxing fans. I learned a lesson from that. And then the next show I did was Bully Beatdown, which is, was a silly, ridiculous show that wasn't actually even about MMA. But if you if you give stuff, you know, it had a it had a grappling submission grappling round and it had a, a kickboxing round that was well protected and cared for. So there was no MMA actually in Bully Beatdown, even no matter what we said, you know, and uh, the fighters were too MMA. But we did little nods to the hardcore fans that I think did that. It's it sort of like it was a wink to the people who knew better, you know, right. and it was like we would have Jeremy Horn in the in the corner, you know, and we had like, you know, nobody on MTV has any clue who Jeremy Horn was, but the hardcore fans, oh my that's God. That's what got Jeremy me to watch. I mean, that's in, the in, stuff the, that in, the, in the corner. And so, you know, you find like little things like that, like big John McCarthy as, as uh, you know, the, the, the referee and the consultant. And that was while he was not at, at, um, he had been kind of banished from UFC during those years. So, you know, it was like, um, you, you do things that the hardcore fans, the, you wink at them to let them know that, yeah, I'm, I, I'm aware that, you know, uh, of what the subculture wants to see, even though I'm doing a silly MTV show, you know? Right. And so if we can do that with Lucha Libre and just put give these little nods to the hardcore fans, even though, you know, we go full theater and we're murdering people and we're doing silly shit, um, you, you want at least the hardcore audience to feel like you are acknowledging their existence. So that's which, what we try to Which I, I, I admire. And, and again, that's, that's why I like these things, but I also like mm -hmm. bully beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you I know, mean, maybe, maybe you're preaching to the choir with me because I already get what you do. You know, I watched the contender. I watched bully beatdown. I basically, I watched most of your shows. So yeah, well, it really counts. It's, you know, it's and we're bringing back Contender, by the way, and and uh, everybody needs to watch that on Epics in the fall. So confirm or deny that's going to be the best reality boxing program that you can get. I'm super excited to get another swing at this. You know, I think uh, um, you know when we did it 14 years ago, there was a lot of things that in reality television hadn't been done. I mean, those those weren't even in those were in standard def. You know, we were using we were using digi beta cameras way back then. Got you know, there's a lot of stuff that was good about that show that you saw um, that was plucked from that show and put in things like 24 seven and in the ultimate fighter. And then, you know, a lot of these other things. And then I just think with, you know, 2018 social media platform behind it, I think we can do something with it. I mean, you know, some of the names that we're getting, I don't want to, I don't want to jump the press conference, the press release on it, but some of the names that we're getting are, you know, the, the, the host and the two trainers are all future hall of famers. First ballot, go to hall of fame guys, you know, 
Um, I don't know that there is a first ballot in boxing, but, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like automatic, automatic. They're going. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you think the show is going to make a star? Do you think it's possible to make a star still with the, with the reality competition combat sports yeah. show? You, you know, the, the, the good thing about the contender is we don't make stars on the shows. Uh, we get star. we get, we get people opportunities for them to make themselves stars. You know, Sir, we got Sergio Mora the, the fight against Vernon Forrest. He he won the fight right, yeah. himself. We got Kane, you know, we got Alfonso Gomez the fight against Cotto. Well, he got his ass handed to him, but then, <laughs> then but then we helped get him a fight against uh, uh, against uh, um, uh, Arturo Gotti, and he and he looked like a million bucks. You know, to so be it's fair, like, Cotto was a beast in that particular. Fight. Oh, that was yeah. that was before <laughs> Cotto had gotten hit by cement gloves. And was was absolutely chewing people up and spitting them out. So I mean, he he walked into a buzz saw. That was Miguel Cotto at his best. It was the I want to say the 2008 Miguel Cotto, yeah. who was a, a fucking monster. Prime time, and, yeah, yeah. So you know, and, and like canine, and there's guys like that who maybe would have never gotten their shot. So I don't like to say like contender will make somebody a star, but we will put them in a situation where they can make themselves a star. Is the goal. Well, a lot of us combat sports fans are looking forward to it in general. So, hope uh, uh, good too. good luck you on guys, that. That's what you're doing right after Lucha Underground this season, right? Yep, starting starting already starting pre production on it. So I'm kind of double duty. That's why it's at uh, ten to eight, and I'm still at the office. Oh but, dear. Um, but you guys, I am inviting everybody to the entire, even Casey can come sit ringside once we start doing fights. And oh, Meef, sweet. get on a plane. Get on a plane, Meef. Hurry up, Meef. What are you doing? Waiting on you. Okay, here's a tricky yeah. one for you, Eric. You got to listen very specifically to how this one is worried, uh, worded. Okay. Can you confirm or deny that MGM sent a cease and desist letter to Ryan Satin and to SoCal Uncensored about posting spoilers? I can deny that, actually. You can. Yeah. <laughs> and why can you deny that? Because that did not come from MGM. Um. I know that there was one that went out. I learned about it at the same time that you did. On, <laughs> which on which I knew, which is why I was asking you the question, but to be I fair. Mean, like, you know, uh, I don't know if I should even comment on it, to be honest, but that didn't come from, that didn't come from the production. That came well, from the LLC that, that owns the production. Here's the thing that I will say. I'm, I'm going to comment, and you don't have to, okay. to comment at all yourself, but... Um, I actually asked Ryan to come on the program today, believe it or not, just to see if, you know, he wanted to come and speak directly to the Lucha Underground and Lucha Libre fans um, instead of speaking to the choir on his own show and see if he actually wanted to come in and address it here. But yeah, understandably, that wasn't going to happen, especially I think his lawyers are kind of like, hey, yeah, you don't need to be doing stuff like that. But um, I think that it's interesting that we did not see the same level of spoilers this week that we saw the previous weeks. So um, regardless of where it may have come from, it may have, at least for now, actually worked. And the shadow of WrestleMania may help actually retain some of the secrets of Lucha Underground from the second half of this season. I don't know. I mean, the, the verdict's still I mean, out, but it's interesting. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, to be fair, I, I do feel like he, he at least gave people plenty of warning, you know, if they don't want to find spoilers. And, and I sort of feel like, you know, people who... Um, uh, who, who want spoilers aren't necessarily going to not watch because of it. I mean, clearly we like to have our own pop. You know, we like to, we like to have people freak out when they see that person come through the door. You know, we want to do that. I, I personally, I feel like 
it's something that if we're trying to stop that, we should do it a little quieter and we shouldn't be so public. And like, you know, why don't we go through our list of people who cross-reference, uh, you know, our list of, of invites and of ticket holders. And uh, if we suspect that it's somebody, then we put them on the no lucha list. You know, <laughs> when people uh, get caught doing stuff, you know, taking pictures, do whatever, they, there is a no lucha list. And there, you know, that is a list that grows every season. Is that was the list still going from before? Um, I Did some I of it get reset or we renewed it if we if we give if we give a clean slate between seasons or, <laughs> or whatever, but there's there is a no lucha list, you know, where no lucha for you, you know, you are like, like banned from the temple forever. Well, and people ask me all the time. I mean, man, if you saw my DM, it's ridiculous sometimes. They're like, oh, you've got to know this and this, or you know this guy, so you probably know this. A, believe it or not, a lot of things don't get shared. And then the other thing is you guys have to understand, I actually do want to go to the temple. I enjoy going to the temple. So I'm the guy that you're not going to get that information from. Unless I yeah. saw you sitting there next to me at the temple the day it happened, I'm not going to discuss it with you. Right. So, the but that's yeah. the, the, but the, you know, people are always like, well, why don't you put out spoilers? You know, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, bro, because I want to go back. <laughs> I don't really do it for the integrity. That's all. Yeah, like for reward. That's Byron. Byron is the hardcore no spoilers, integrity. Don't mess I'm with a good the underground guy. I am doing this for purely selfish reasons, people. I like the temple. I'm not getting kicked yeah. out of there. You're not going to get it from me. Um, but with what with you know, I I personally found a little a slight difference between what Ryan and SoCal did. SoCal posted a lot of match by match spoilers and tried to actually yeah. recreate the entire event in their stories and then that got republished several other places and i thought that that was kind of low i just thought that that really did kind of ruin the experience i thought what ryan did was um maybe still not entirely appropriate and there were a few match and storyline spoiler things in there that were maybe a little past the point but i thought that the talent debuting stuff wasn't um, yeah as bad. About that. yeah i mean well yeah <laughs> we'll talk about it you know, it, it builds it. Maybe it builds a sense of anticipation. I mean, look, if I had my brothers, there wouldn't be any, you know, there wouldn't be any spoilers out there. Right. But, and on a regular TV yeah. show, uh, people are like, well, well, what would happen if it was Star Wars and whatnot? Yeah. But Star Wars is on a controlled set where everybody who signs the NDA is actually getting a paycheck. It's a yeah. lot harder to control that when you're on a controlled set, except. 400 people that are on that set are not being paid to be there and can go away from there and basically say and do whatever the hell they want. It's a lot harder yeah. to control. It's not star yeah. Wars. I mean, you do, you do the best you can and stuff falls through the cracks and you, you know, you, you try and correct it the best you can. And yeah. when you can't, you can't, but hopefully that people won't not watch the show because of spoilers. I mean, all of our big story points have been spoiled on one, one at, at one time or another, you know, you may not actually even know the answer to this one at all, Eric, but can you confirm or deny that Lucha Underground Season 4 will start airing on El Rey Network on July 11th? Oh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. I don't know. Where, where are you getting your info? Because I don't know that. I, 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 this is an extrapolation of mathematics and rumors and and. Did whatnot. you look at TV Guide? No, I did not. Be that easy. That would be a good place to look. It, it, it seems to do well in the summertime. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what else El Rey's got going on and like when they're going to drop it and, you know, if they're going to put something, pair something with it or whatever. But 
I can confirm that I don't know <laughs> if it's if that's when it is. I mean, that's the best I could do. Well, but I had I heard have, I, I had heard summer. Time. I had heard that El Rey might be interested in doing a marathon of older episodes during the Fourth of July weekend before it, yeah. and so and it just kind of led me to believe that July eleventh, uh, that combined with certain things that were taped a certain way, I thought that July eleventh might be the date, but. We'll see. Oh, I think I, oh, I, I, I'm starting to, I'm getting your logic now. I did some math. Yeah. I did some math. I get it. I get <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I know, I know where you're getting that from now. Okay. Right. So we'll just leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that as a, as a, a maybe a really good fan theory. Yeah. But that, that, there's probably a window then that, that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my math is not precise because nothing is precise when you're trying to figure out episode orders with Krista Joseph, it's just not yeah. freaking possible. <laughs> and, I, I, and that's the other thing I love about the spoilers too. God dang it. Everyone in the world can think they know what's going on at Lucha Underground. I have been at every single taping this season and I can honestly tell you, there are still some things where I'm like, what in the living hell is going on there? You I've read the scripts and there's, I've read the scripts and I go out there and like, what the fuck are we talking about? And look, like, and, and I've I talked forget. to, some I've talked to some talent too, where they're like, look, I know Ooh. this piece of it because uh, I'm involved in this piece. And like, it would take you getting, it, it would take at least 12 talent, at least, this is the number I came up with, at least 12 talent together at the same time, sharing their pieces of the storyline for them to put together about 70% of the script of this season. Yeah, they still wouldn't get they it all. They still wouldn't get it all. Yeah, because there's special effects and, and, and oh. some footage from previous seasons that are going to flash back, and you know, there's all kinds of weirdness. I love how Conan is in nearly every every season because <laughs> oh. of flashbacks. Like oh, a little, like, like a little Easter egg, the Conan Easter egg. Yeah, like he was <laughs> around for a minute, but he'll in the policeman's office, you know. Okay, can yeah. you confirm or deny that there's going to be any non-wrestling guests that we have not seen um, live in the temple? Do you have any any Lorenzo Lamases this year? Uh, or and well, can you even say? <laughs> I mean, does 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 Godfrey count still? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, Godfrey, and then right. uh, love Godfrey. Very talented comedian, by the way. If you guys don't know, he was actually out touring with my good friend Chad Zumach uh, oh. a couple weeks ago. Love Godfrey, Agent Winter. Yes. Yeah. Um. So if that if that counts, then I'll say Godfrey. Okay. Great. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. We love Godfrey. We're glad yeah. glad he's back. Is that? Can you confirm or deny that's why the temple is an ice temple now? Because the guy's name was Winter. You know what? I saw that and I was like, God damn! I wish we'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he was Just, named Winter before before we were ever found that that building. Well, well, that's but you man, just take that's cool it. fan theory. I, I wish we were that smart, and I, I, I wish, like, I mean, maybe, maybe I should confirm it. Yes, and I take it all back. We are confirming that that was all part of the plan. Oh, that's really clever <laughs> of you guys. That's really impressive. Me, Flo, yeah. were you the one that said that that Vanilla Ice should have handed over the keys to the Ice Temple? Is that <laughs> yeah. your idea? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Uh, again, that would have been good. You know, we we've, we've offered roles to a lot of people, and they've. They've turned us down along the way. Mark McGrath turned me down for a job. Yeah, we got we got yelled at about uh, 
the vanilla ice thing as if it was a spoiler it's like no guys vanilla ice just came as a fan byron brought yeah. him he was not there to be on the show sorry i can it i would have been cool it would have been cool if he'd been like the janitor or the caretaker of the building yeah but it was know? a little more impromptu than that i mean we basically just showed up with yeah. the guy on short notice that is true I don't know if I would have had a job if he just showed up and started acting in someone else's show. Yeah. I don't know if I would have. I, I thought Justin no. brought him. Wasn't it, Justin? <laughs> didn't you, didn't you bring Vanilla Ice to the Huh? Oh, did I tell you about the time I brought um, a famous 90s rapper to a wrestling show and DJ walks up to Justin and thanks him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell oh. you guys that one? You guys have the best heat ever. And I just went with it, too. I'm not even going to lie. I was just like, yeah, DJ. Because it's that much fun to fuck with Byron. <laughs> These my he arms are normal confused. length. Look at this. My arms are normal length. <laughs> <laughs> he should totally get us confused. But no normal color. Look, Whatever. we'll get you and DJ to patch it up and, and kiss and make up. Beso. Beso. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that dollar? Yeah, not even close. So? Yes. Um, I only have a couple more because I know, Eric, we've kept you probably way too long. Um, can you confirm or deny the chances for Lucha Underground Season 5 are high because El Rey Network is happy with the product they are getting right now for the money? Uh, I, would, I would confirm that, but every time I try to predict the next season, I end up looking like a world-class jackass. So <laughs> I... I I am no longer coming on this show and knowingly lie about anything or, <laughs> or, or even making a liar out of myself. So like all in all signs, it's like the magic eight ball, all, all signs indicate yes, but, but you know, hell if I know they haven't seen anything yet from, from season four, um, they, they went there and they were pleasantly surprised by what we were able to pull together um, and what they were seeing and skips there now shooting vignettes, which is awesome. And he's very happy. Um, I saw, I saw one vignette that Skip sent to me yesterday that pretty much made my week. So um, there was that. It was probably one of the all-time funniest, best vignettes. It involves Johnny Mundo. Awesome. And, uh, uh, you'll know it when you see it. Um, but uh, so I know that yes, El Ray's happy on that. In fact, even Robert got that one and marked out over it. Cause it was, it was that good. And, uh, um, but, but they haven't seen any full shows yet. And we haven't, you know, we still have a lot of creative decisions to make in the edit as far as, you know, um, not just the editing, getting it all the time, but you know, the colorizing and sound and all the things we haven't done yet in that location. So, um, there's a whole layer of post-production that's about to be laid upon it, but I, I haven't, I haven't seen any finished episodes yet, even myself. Are you yeah, changing the, the look? Because uh, last, season three, I think you started adding, or Skip started adding like greens and reds. You, and he was always adding really strong greens and reds. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, uh, I think yes, we are going to go heavy on, you know, I mean, look, he has a, he, he you know, it's, it's one of those things where the colorist kept saying, really? You, want, <laughs> you, like, you really want, <laughs> you want it this green? And they're like, yep. This is what Skip wants. And so it's a comic book, you know, and, and yeah. a comic book has a certain aesthetic. And uh, we, we never want the audience to think that we're not, um, uh, you know, staying true to our comic book roots because it's basically what, what in a lot of ways, that's how I would describe the show in a lot of, you know, a lot of ways. So, um, yes, it will, it will be, it will be heavily uh, post-produced. Love is, it. 
But it is. Uh, it's cool. It's like frame by frame painted, and you know, and it makes Byron not look quite as pasty and pale when he gets on camera. So I kind of appreciate it. It's hard to do, but you know, somebody's got to do it. it <laughs> See, takes, this is why you need to come out too, Miflo. If you won't look quite as reflective if you get caught on camera at the temple. I'm, I'm actually quite red. That's the thing. I'm like really red on my arms because you know I'm fat, so I don't have blood circulation. <laughs> but have, you, have you ever seen this film? Tears of the Black Tiger. Oh, we're talking about the underground right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's got really the colorization in that film is absolutely amazing. So I like, they use lots it. of like really strong pinks and greens, like so it's amazing. It's a really good. Um, oh God, I can't remember the country it's from now. I would say Thai film, but it's like a Thai Western love story. See, you As British are so cultured. Even it's just Meef. Film watching. I go out and I watch whatever Dolph Lundgren is shooting at, and Meef goes out and watches films. He watches Thai Western love stories. Um, I love it. Yeah. Where was I going with this? Oh, so, but the other part of the confirm or deny, and people asked me this one too, was um, can you confirm or deny that there might be a second set of tapings within 2018? I can neither confirm nor deny it. I would love that. I would love it if we could, um, you know, if if we could get in because all of our guys' visas won't, won't have expired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be nice. Um, uh, I would, uh, you know, the sooner we can restart it, the cheaper it is. I mean, so so, um, but but uh, you know, it's too it's way too soon to even say that. I've heard those rumors and speculations. Oh, they're going to turn on season five right away, which they did between seasons two and three. They turned on three right away. Um, I'm not counting on that. Um, we're, we're, we're tearing down the temple starting next week. Um, so uh, I would deny that that's, that that's imminent. Um, we could, you know, get it back up and running in very little time. And we're not competing with a lot of other bookings in this building. Uh, you know, um, so it feels like we could go right back there at a moment's notice. Well, um, so how, how much of a teardown do you have to do? I mean, given the main set probably has to come down and all, but I mean, do you... Yeah, I mean, it, it's down? it's a big move job. I mean, you know, all our sets got to go into trucks and stored somewhere and all the, um, you know, we got to give the control room back to the, um, you know, the tech company. And I mean, you know, it's, it's a big right. move. It'll take a couple weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, I figure all the VER stuff goes back, but I didn't know how yeah. if you had to tear down the stands and all that stuff. But I mean, I figure it's also like a steel cage at this point, right? You took it apart once, you know how to put it back together. You guys practiced it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would go back. It would definitely. We don't have to knock down walls and cut mm -hmm. holes in doors and whatever. I'm actually was over there today, but I'm borrowing stuff. For, uh, we're going to start a contender set build in a few weeks, and um, you know, get some drills and some hammers. You know, some lockers, a couple of benches, some floor mats, some lamps. You know, that kind of stuff. Some some light fixtures. Um, so yeah, we're you know, all part of the MGM family. One will loan to the other. Uh -huh. What I was trying to explain to people, too, is that, you know, typically after a contract renegotiation like what you guys went through last season, um, from what I understand, if it's correct, your next season would not be as strenuous a negotiation, but the network will still probably want to wait till some episodes air, make sure the numbers are holding before you would get a green light, right? Uh, yeah, but I also think it's a function of their funding, you know, the, 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 the network budgets you know, when they set their budgets for the year, they're planned out for the year, and it's pretty hard to call an audible halfway through. Um, so, you know, that's that's a that's a realistic thing you have to work around is, you know, what what is their fiscal year and when do they get new funding? And, what, you know, I mean, it's like 
it's their business decisions, you know. Right. Um, Even if you got the 2018 burn off money, it still wouldn't come until really late yeah. in the year, and you would probably yeah. still not be able to turn that around until 2019, in my guesstimation. Exactly. So it's it's you know it. I don't you don't personalize those decisions. You know the the network's been great. I'll raise an awesome network to to work with, and and they're really supportive. Um, but but it's a business decision for them, you know, and and. You know, there's a lot of things that go into the business decision that have nothing to do with what we're doing. Um, and so we just, you know, we're here when we're here when they're ready. We can turn this on quick. All right. So here it is, Eric. Can you confirm or deny that this coming weekend at Ultima Lucha Quattro will be the best time you can have in the new Ice Temple this whole season? Or is it going to suck ass? Uh <laughs> Well, how do I confirm or deny two options? Okay, you can't. You, you take the take the last part out of it because we know that's not going to be true. Can I, you confirm that? that it's confirm. Right I, I, I can confirm. I can confirm that it, this is going to be a wild, wacky weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of crazy stuff going to happen. Um, uh, stories will resolve. Um, I, I just read DJ's final script. The final montage again is going to be batshit crazy. Um, you know, there's good stuff. It's, it, there's awesome, fun stuff happening. It was, it was a fun time, you know, doing this season there. I mean, it was, it's, it seems like it just barely began and it's almost over, but you know, it, we really had to work hard to shoot that many episodes in that short of a time. I wish we had a little more, um, uh, downtime between tapings, but we didn't. And, uh, um, but, but everybody's had a good attitude about it and everybody's really into it. And, and uh, I think Ultima Lucha will be a great uh, way to end the season. Ultima Lucha Cuatro. Is Brandon going to be there this weekend? Is he filming? He wasn't there last weekend, was he? Brandon. Oh, Bra- oh yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon Cameraman. Brandon. Hey, yeah. No, he wasn't. Th- he was not there this week, and I missed him. I was like, I was like, where's Brandon? And they, I guess he had somewhere to be, or you know, he drives down from Utah to, to shoot for us. So holy crap, that's yeah, right. I don't remember. He, he drives down. So my guess is, is that, uh, you know, his wife and children wanted him at home for something. I just remember that there was a, a, a moment where I was actually jumping up and down and then I cried for you and, oh, uh, nice. and, and nobody got the shot. Oh, well, Brandon would have, <laughs> I know that's, that's why I was like, Hey, Oh, I just realized Brandon's not here. Cause I'm uh, crying. I think actually Brandon was with Casey that weekend, following him around, trying to get those inserts. That I would make it. a lot of sense. I, well, I'm sure Casey would have been crying at that particular moment as well. So what? you'll never know. I've never talked about. Can you'll you comment, know. can you comment on the cameras? If you got new cameras or if there was a reason for that, or if it's just something that doesn't matter. Did we get new cameras? Yeah. Are you using a different camera this season? It looks like you're using a different camera this season. I was wondering, nerd question, if there's a reason why or if it's just that's what showed up. I think that's just what showed up. They're probably newer cameras. Um, but I don't think we changed them for from the, – you mean the, the, the main event cameras? The, oh, yeah, the, ring, got, the ringside ones. They look a little smaller and lighter. Oh, maybe. Maybe they changed the, the housing on them. Or I, I honestly don't know. I hadn't noticed. Gee, camera nerd. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'll ask. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. We use, the C3, we use the C three hundreds for the vignettes, and we don't, oh, right. we don't use those. We don't use those for um, um, uh, the, the matches themselves. So. Yeah, I noticed um, the only only gripe I have, and anything you guys shot was uh, the Pentagon Cave vignette when um, you did Day for Night, and that really bugs me. Oh. <laughs> 
but are uh, you busting his balls about the day for night no that's not that's not evw's fault we'll send skip an email about it send skip an angry email it's just you know i, I get still gotta get skip on the show too damn it we had them all lined up at one point but was, then that was when the weird hiatus happened yeah. and then el ray was kind of no. like oh, let's not do a bunch of publicity right now hey Jim's here. Hey, Jim, we're playing a little game with EV Dub called Confirm or Deny, and we're about to actually let him go shortly, but do you have any questions that you want him to confirm or deny, and we'll see if you're intuitive enough not to ask ones that we've already asked. Uh, well, I did listen while I was at work and oh, on the awesome. ride home, so I think you guys pretty much covered everything. Did we going to ask about the cameras? No, that's all you. I have one. I have one that was. You're gonna ask about Casey because you're sitting in the Casey seat now. I mean, I feel like the you know the usual question has to be asked, but where is Casey? <laughs> you're Casey now. Can we just call you Casey? Where you ca is Casey? I don't it's know if that's an insult or a compliment at this point. <laughs> Who has uh, the most swag in their background, by the way? On the podcast, I, I think, think it's, it's Jim now. now. I prepped this right before, <laughs> like right before I came on. So. Uh, technically, me because if I go for my box that's behind me, I've got like five uh, Phantasma underwear, Bengala masks. Oh, uh, we're gonna get into Phantasma in the temple etiquette thing because there's definitely something about the Phantasma Cuerno situation at the temple that has been irking me badly this season. Chocolate and we're, we're going to discuss that, but we're not going to force EV Dub to sit through that because he already knows it's bullshit. I need to tell the rest of you people it's bullshit. You All right, here's the, here's the very last one for you, E. This one was sent in to me by someone you know, but I cannot name them on the air because they don't want to be named. It wasn't this is the me. last confirm or deny. Um can you confirm or deny that wrestlers get upset when you call them chubby? <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the, the backstory. This <laughs> is really funny. Um, I never call wrestlers chubby. First, for the record, uh, uh, I get, a, I, uh, I get this. Um, Random call from, uh, uh, well, I guess what happened was is that um, uh, Vampira was on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, right? And he, uh, a couple weeks ago, and he referred to, um, he referred to Vampiro, or he referred to um, a Pentagon as Chubby. And and Steve wigged out a little bit at that. And, and so Vamp calls me, he goes, Hey, I just did the podcast. He says he wants you to call him. I'm like, all right. So if Stone Cold Steve Austin wants you to call him, you call him. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I call Steve right away because I, I don't know. I'm hoping maybe he wants to come to the temple or something cool and badass like that. So I call him. I'm like, hey, Steve, what's going on? I hadn't talked to him in, in, in a while. And he's like, how you doing, man? And, and we need to see the case. He needs to do the impression. So I'll skip my Steve impression. He goes, He's like, hey, I, uh, I just want to tell you, um, I, I had Vamp on the on, on the uh, uh, on my podcast here today, and you know, we started. I gave him a chance to put Pentagon over, and you know, we were talking about how great I think Pentagon, and, and Vamp calls him chubby right there on, calls him fat right there, right right there on the podcast. And, you know, I just wanted to tell you that was going to come out. I hope it doesn't cause any heat or any problems. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I gave him a chance to put him over, and he called him chubby. <laughs> and podgy. And podgy. Oh, and lazy. Oh, God. Yeah. 
it was amazing. If you guys haven't heard it, go listen to Stone Cold's podcast because it's on there and it's real. Yeah. It happened. And, and and Steve is such a good guy that he felt bad that that he had done that. And he felt bad for Pentagon because Steve is legitimately a Pentagon fan. He says, I really like that guy. I think that guy's a star. I think he's great. Well, you can even hear Steve in the interview going too, like, oh, that's a little stiff, vamp, like trying to wave him off, like giving yeah. him the no and vamp still goes right in for it. So then he, he wanted to call me and apologize in advance for, for vamp saying that. And I'm like, look, you, you know, I learned long ago, you just got to let vamp say what he's going to say. And I, <laughs> I kind of monitored the situation at, at, uh, uh, backstage once that had gone down and, you know, um, Pentagon, uh, and Jonathan, you know, he, he, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say his own name. Pentagon, <laughs> Pentagon <laughs> was like joking about it on Twitter. So like he didn't, he didn't, you know, he was like making cracks about it. Like, you know, tweeting, Oh, I'm chubby in English. It's like the guy doesn't even, it's the only English <laughs> phrase <he's> ever <laughs> tweeted ever. So once I saw him tweeting about it, I knew he wasn't hot about it. He was just kind of laughing and making, you know, kind of like, that's just kind of vamp. And, and that, I think those guys have a pretty good relationship. And I, I think he understood it. And then, you know, of course, everybody's given vamp shit about it ever since. But, but, <laughs> Are you um, going to get the new shirt? I hope that I hope that they're good because if well and if they're not good, please book it. Tell DJ just fucking book it again if they're hot. Let's get some real heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be. I mean, everybody knows Vamp's kind of a loose cannon, and you know he says and does stuff that you know half the time you're like, what the fuck, you know? And depending on his mood, he's you know he has upswings and downswings, and depending on where you catch him. Um, uh, but like follow him on 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 Twitter or, or Facebook or what the dude just goes off on these crazy rants, you know, and they're they're kind of hilarious and funny. And he doesn't mean anything by him. He's just he he he's just you know he's a gimmick. He's a character. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was just giving it to to Pentagon a little bit. But I know he really likes Pentagon. I mean, I think he. He feels a real sort of like big brotherly relationship with him. So well, I do, I do, I did think the whole thing was funny too because I really felt like Steve was trying to give Vamp not just even a format to put uh, Pentagon over, but to take credit for for how good Pentagon is too. Which <laughs> yeah. you know you think that Vamp would just <laughs> jump at like, oh yeah, that's my guy. I made him. You know, and, and you know <laughs> Vamp's also been on this crazy vegan like natural diet, and yeah. he's lost like eighty pounds. So he's one of those assholes that's like, oh you know, uh, oh you know, oh I'm a I'm a vegan, and he wants to tell everybody about it. You know, have like, you tried his new almond milk? He has some good <laughs> recipes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he I should move to LA, funny, man. He would fit right in. Conscious, you know, and I think he's kind of in that headspace right now. So maybe maybe that has something to do with it. You know, it's you know whatever. You know, that's just kind of vamp right now. Well, he looks great, honestly. He looks. Uh, he doesn't look pudgy. <laughs> Vamp looks great. Good for him. Yeah, the diet's yeah. working, and hopefully he can get it ironed out so where he's getting the right nutrients to keep his levels <laughs> well adjusted. I, I, I got to take him out. To, I promise I'd take him out to sushi this week. And, and that dude, that dude, when he starts eating, it's like forget about it. He he can eat as much as any human being I've ever seen. And in fact, I'm going to have to take him to the place in Santa Monica. That's all you can eat. The the, the one yes. on Lincoln, that one on Lincoln. That's uh, the one to do. Yeah, because they're, they're going to they're throw us out of there after two hours. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, Vamp's just crazy. He's, he, that's just who he is. He's great. 
Well, we thank you for for stopping by, Eric. I know we've taken up a ton of your time, um, but this was fun, and we're really excited to be getting the grand tour. Jimmy, especially because he has not seen any of this stuff. Jimmy's a really big mark. If you heard the rundown of uh, the stuff that we're going to see, if you haven't, Jimmy, go back and listen to the beginning of the episode because it sounds pretty damn epic. Oh, I heard it it worth your while, Jim. Thanks, honestly. Thank you. You know, this this there's not a lot of. middle school wrestling programs in Southern California. You just don't see it that often. And, and Adam Hunter is good enough to do this. And, you know, a lot of times these guys have to, you know, put their own money into it. And uh, this, you know, the school is a mix of, you know, it's like a West side school, but it's a charter school. So you get kids from all over the city that come there and they never, they never charge kids um, the participation fee who can't afford it. So, you know, basically if a kid wants to learn to wrestle, they let him join the class, whether he can afford to pay for it or not. So the, all this will go to help cover the cost of headgear and uniforms and things like that from, for kids that maybe couldn't afford to uh, uh, take up wrestling. So you guys are awesome for doing it. And I promise you I'll make it worth your while. It's great. I'm, I'm really happy to support, like I wrestled in middle school and high school myself and I'm way behind the cause, you know, and it was good for me. It's, I think it's good for a lot of kids to, to yep, find that too. outlet. Yep. So. Me too. All right, guys, Thank I got to get so home. My wife's going to kill me. All yeah, right. Don't learn to kill me. Thank you, Eric. We'll see yeah, you this okay. weekend. Brother. Thanks guys. We'll see you on, fr- on Friday and Saturday. Friday right, and Saturday. We'll be Bye. there. Cheers. Well, that was, uh, the, Executive producer of Lucha Underground, if you didn't know, Eric Van Wagenen, dropping all sorts of interesting tidbits this evening that uh, I'm sure we won't be attributed for in dirt sheets tomorrow at all. <laughs> I bet Lucha Blog will give us um, attributes for... Well, now look, and as much as everyone wants to shit on Ryan Satin, Ryan Satin has always given us credit anytime he has taken any information from this show. And he responds back, which is really cool, so... So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I find it unfortunate if certain spoilers get out, but at the same time, uh, I hope that anyone who's posting anything about our show will actually attribute it to us and to Eric himself from this show, um, regardless of whether they are friend, foe, or what. Like, do right by us, please. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, did, have you gotten rid of your extra tickets? Uh, yeah, mine are, I'm pretty sure I released them, and then within minutes of releasing them, they have disappeared. So uh, whoever those lucky people are, congratulations to you. You got my standing room tickets. Well, I have two standing room tickets left for Saturday, the best day of the year, according to Mr. Eric Van Wagnon of the Lucha Underground taping. So if there's anybody out there um, that would like two standing room tickets, it means you will get in, you will see the actual show, and they could potentially pull you out and have you fill a seat if there's a seat to fill, which I doubt but you will actually get in. If you want those tickets, um, respond in the chat or DM me on Twitter um, and let me know that you want those tickets and we can probably set something up and make it happen for you. Those are the tickets that we're releasing because Byron and I have moved into whatever VIP Mm -hmm. realm that uh, we have purchased from that bid. So let us know if you are interested. so what I kind of want to talk about, and you are the uh, the guys that I would love to talk about this with for the second half of the show. Wish Casey was here. Maybe maybe he'll pop up for a minute. Who knows? But I want to... Oh, and Dante also says he's giving away tickets on his show tomorrow night. That's the uh, Way Too Real Lucha Click Party. Uh, check out Dante Oblivion's show tomorrow because he's got some too. So I know there's people out there still looking. Um, if I don't find somebody, probably by the time Dante goes on tomorrow night, I will probably just release mine back into the ether. So if you want them, hit me up. Um, 
Anyway, um, I want to talk about temple etiquette and, and, and just kind of uh, trips to the temple in general, because I get a lot of questions about this stuff. And there's a lot of people who do listen to the show that have never had a chance to get to the temple. Bodily um, fluids. So uh, there's, there's some corrections that need to be made for some new people that showed up this year. Um, and it's not yeah. to say that we're in charge of the rules, but I feel Ooh. like, you know, some of us have been there at least every season a couple times. I am not one of the original OGs. I was not at the very first taping of Lucha Underground. I was there before Justin. Yeah, Byron was there before me, as as were Casey and Jim, I believe. Mifloff has still not been there, so maybe Mifloff will learn something here. He's scared. Um, Casey was there. Yeah, Casey got me to go. Yeah, my first taping was the return of Drago in season one. That was the first uh, weekend that I was there. Oh, I lost my shit. That I was almost, a great episode. I almost episode shit myself when he popped out. Yeah, because he was one of my favorite luchadors. And then I, uh, Casey had even said that he probably wouldn't be there that weekend. So I was bummed out that I was going to my first Lucha Underground taping and Drago wasn't going to be there. I was a big fan. And then when he showed up and came out, I lost my shizzle. Yeah, when you're there with Casey, he knows all the stories. He he connects all the dots for everything Justin said about how smart DJ is and can hide what's going on. Casey knows the code. Casey figures it out. So yeah. when you're there, he, he, so hence why I'm completely lost this season because once again, where is Casey? Um, <laughs> hashtag where is Casey? You can buy this shirt right, right now. Travel, by the way. Oh, and hey, if you look down in the description of the show, you can actually click the link and go to our store and buy a regular MMM show shirt or the new Where's Casey shirt. Ooh. So or sticker or mug. You can also uh, find where all of these fine hosts are on Twitter right down there in the comment section. And please don't forget to click, rate, like, wherever those things are down here. Hit the alarm if you want to be notified when the show's on because we do go on at different times. A lot of times we'll pick whenever the hosts are available to be together or we'll pick whenever a guest is ready. We are not a show like many that comes on at the exact same time every week. We don't care about that. We come on whenever we are able to bring you the best possible show that we can with the most hosts and guests and cool things happening. So I like to keep you on your toes. Click the little bell down there. Please subscribe as well, because uh, a couple of weeks ago we lost our monetization purely based oh. on the fact that we don't have enough subscribers now. Um, we have well over the time watch that is necessary. We have well over the amount of views that are necessary. We have reached every other milestone that you need for monetization, except for the amount of subscribers. So if you want to put us back into the TwitWow sphere, get us over a thousand subscribers, people. So if you're listening right now and you haven't subscribed to us, subscribe at least, even if you don't turn on the notifications. All why, right. Is, why is my nickname Mark? Why did you nickname me Mark on the description? Well, who's who's paying who's paying Eric all the money for the tickets? I am Mark. No, I'm here. We go. No, but on behalf of it, we're we're all pulling in. I'm just I was I'm handling it. I'm like somehow. Well, have, you I got any money like from, the, have you gotten any money from me? I will. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> it's weird that you guys elected me to be the treasurer of the group. It's, it's not weird. weird. It's a scam. I say, I hey, mean, let's you know all what throw I mean? in like, on these kinda, tickets. It's kind of like, oh, it's a money thing. Byron will handle it. I wonder why. Right. I mean, did, didn't you learn this from J-Man? We all say, oh, Byron, hey, can you just take care of the payment real quick? I'll get you back. And Byron's then going to use the money to buy masks and we're all going to be broke. Well, that could happen. And then then Evie Double just kick us out. And we'll be on that Lucha underground band list it's funny because you guys gave me the money and as soon as you gave me the money justin's like already trying to justin's trying to get me to buy masks <laughs> he's already spending your money for me 
<laughs> but don't forget, I'm also the other one, the, the only one that actually still has a floor ticket for Saturday, so I could still go either way. Ooh, I have I still have my standing room ticket. I haven't given that away Saturday. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. It's weird that you guys picked the Jew in the group to handle the money. I don't know if you got it the first time I said it. Wait, first of all, you're only half Jewish, so yeah. I don't even I don't even look at that half. I look Which at the hockey playing. You. I look at the hockey playing white half of you and discuss. Jews are Jews can be white. It's happened. Yeah, but it's different. Wow. Me, me, do you have a bone to pick with that? <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> oh, I thought you said well. Look, Meef, Meef is the enlightened one here. Okay, they they he has a mulatto princess. Okay, you can't say that, Byron. I want to start a GoFundMe account to buy a Letterman jacket. Oh, one of the Lucha Underground ones. Yeah, they're one hundred and seventy-five bucks or something crazy, right? Yeah, yep. that's what I was told. They're pretty sweet, and I want one, but I don't want to do the part where you pay for it. You know what I mean? I do, especially if you try to use my money that's going towards my old Wait a second. I do have some cash lying around. Guys, I'm cool. All right, look, I want to talk I want to talk temple <laughs> etiquette and what what we feel like people need to know when they show up at the temple. First of all, let's talk parking. What's parking like at the new temple? Show up early. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the parking isn't terrible if you get there relatively early like when tickets or when the line first starts forming. Uh Usually you can, if you can't find parking on industrial, if you don't get there like super early, you can find it the next block over and it's not that bad. But Jimmy, when you're looking for a parking spot, what, what do you do as an adult when you're looking for- As an adult, Byron. Yeah. uh, And this is something I'm surprised that we have to tell people, uh, don't leave anything visible within your car, whether, whether it be your purses or your jackets or anything like that. Uh, I have a dash cam and I hide that shit because people will break in and try to steal your shit or they will steal your shit. And it's already happened. Yeah. And and what I will say is this too. On industrial near the temple um, is fairly well lit. Near Iron Triangle is fairly well lit. And other than that, you're in a different zone. Like if you're over on 6th, some spots are okay and lit, yeah. but not great. So if you're headed to the temple and you're not parked on industrial, yes, lock your shit up. It is very close to Skid Row over there. You know, and it's not to say that people are degenerates, but people are degenerates and they will steal your shit. Just be smart about it. We were looking for a spot one day. Justin and I were like, oh, there's a really great spot. And we're sort of like close, just around a corner. And then we saw someone sleeping on the sidewalk across the street. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, maybe it's not the best spot available right now. Let's take another tool around to some place where the street light. And that, that street was also very dark. Yes. And there's there's quite a no few homeless people like and this is this is a block and a half away from the temple. Um there was three or four homeless people living on that street and it was not lit, which is part of why they were living there because damn it at night, you want the lights off to go to sleep. They had a tent. They weren't like, you know, the most downtrodden, crazy, crackish looking people in the world. They, they seem fairly normal and, and decent folks. But at the same time, they wanted to live on the dark, sketchy, shady street so they could actually get some sleep. So maybe not parking there. Leave, leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, let them do their thing. Um, so that's parking. The other options are uh, I know L.A. Gun Club is like three and a half blocks, three and a half, four blocks away. It's a little bit of a walk. It's probably um, around a mile and a half. 
Um, but there is parking available there. And I also know that some people with, especially the people that I know with nicer cars, um, have been parking at union station and then Ubering over or taking a bus. If you can Uber or Lyft or whatever, it's way better. If you can do that to the temple. What'd they, you say, uh, me flow? I said, if you park at the gun shop, you can buy a gun and protect yourself on the walkover. No, there's a waiting period in, in California. We don't have the same issues as the rest of America. Me, this is a wrestling and MMA theme podcast. We don't need to get political. <laughs> oh, you definitely don't want me to get political today after the nonsense no, no, that no, happened. No. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep my we'll politics. Wrestling. We're having like teachers shooting kids these days. It's pretty cool. It's exciting um, times. Tickets. There's an etiquette to tickets, guys. Um, first of all, if you know when the tickets are going up and you want to be able to get them, you probably don't want to openly publicize it to your 800 followers on Twitter. <laughs> if you tell everybody else that wants a ticket, how and when to get a ticket, how are you going to get a ticket? <laughs> so... Uh, I will say that if you don't want to tick off the Lucha Click fans and the people that you will have to be uh, sitting next to in the temple, be careful what you say about ticket availability before they go up. If you will notice, I am very nice after I know uh, that the hardcore fans have gotten their tickets. I will post when there are more tickets available. I will tell everybody if there's extra tickets out there, I'll put people in touch with each other. Whatever needs to happen to get you a ticket, we'll try to do that. But at the same time, we don't want, especially at times like Ultima Lucha, 10,000 people from all over the country trying to get the tickets to fly in that the people who have been going to the show every week deserve to get. So do not expect us to be the ones posting that information publicly. We're never going to do it. you know. And there's been a few times where we've known. And this past week, we did not know. Uh -uh. And you want to know what the funny thing is, Byron? There I want to know, Justin, there was a DM. can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's the funny thing? The funny thing is there was a DM sitting in my inbox that told me exactly when the Ultima Lucha 4 tickets were going to go up. That was in there on 311. I did not read it until today. Are you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a decent friend. He's a follower of Lucha Click. He's a, a guy who actually got out to some shows this year. Um, he uh, he had sent me a DM that I had not noticed it, and it was sitting right there. It said uh, Monday twelve. He had hooked me up, but oh well. You live Do you and you realize? Learn. I wasted <laughs> two days. I was at work the one day things. having anxiety. I was talking to my fucking pool guy about some things. bullshit when I had to like tell him, hold on, I have to go do something. And I literally ran from him to my computer. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Long Beach. Seat. I was in Long Beach consistently hitting reload on my phone to see if they were popping up. Yeah. I mean, I allegedly, I mean, unconfirmed that I did that because I take my job seriously. And I was, well, and I, was uh, I was on the computer, but I wasn't expecting that time to be the actual time. So I was kind of half-assing it a little bit and refreshing a lot slower. And then uh, 
I refreshed at 12.02. I had done it right at 12, and it wasn't there, and then I did it, it on the dot. And by the time it t- 12.02 came around, bleachers were already gone. Uh, most of the floor seats were gone. I got, like, nothing almost. So, anyway, um, that's the ticket etiquette. Also, when you go to pick up your tickets, um, it's pretty relaxed there now at the Temple. You do not necessarily have to be there first thing. However, if you have a standby ticket... Um, I don't know how they're doing that. If they're doing an order of who puts into standby or if they're just plucking people out of standby. Um, I feel like when standby people have gotten in, almost all of them have gotten in. Um, and when it's been full, none of them have gotten in. <laughs> so, and I, I have a feeling for Ultima Lucha, your chances of actually working your way into the temple from a standby ticket may not be as high, but you'll still be in the arena and you'll still get to watch it on the monitor. So, it might still be worth it if you want to see the event and you have a standby ticket. I mean, you're basically paying to come and watch the TV show four months in advance. So it's actually more than that. I mean, Ultima Lucha, you're, you're talking about something that might not air for almost eight months. So, yeah, you know, at least your, your, your ticket still has value. I will say that your ticket still has value. It just might not be actually walking into the temple and seeing the show. Um, it's always fun just to show up and to get fresh air too, you know? Yeah. We talked a little bit about food, right? Beer, food, beer, tailgating situations. What can people expect at the temple? What's appropriate and what's not appropriate? You got the burrito at the taco truck out front. but The Lucha Underground there's... taco truck is pretty dope. I like the falafel there. They have vegetarian options for you uh, vampiros out there. You can have some falafel. Do they have fucking homemade almond milk? Yeah, actually, I think they do. They have their uh, Vega protein. <laughs> they have, yeah. I yeah, believe can we do? Can we do, um, Jim? Can we do smoothies before the show? Oh yeah, let's just to get our levels up. All right, sounds good. Do some push-ups out front too. I have like six billion antioxidants in my smoothie. <laughs> I need all of them. Uh, yeah, we should. Speaking <laughs> of food. Uh, uh, I do like the fact that at, uh, with Iron Triangle down the street, you can pick up food wherever, you can bring it w- from wherever and bring it to the brewery. And you oh, can, can you take back. taco truck food to the to the Iron Triangle? Yeah, you could bring any food since they don't have a kitchen. You can bring any food that you want to the their establishment and just sit at the tables and eat while you order. I beers. did not know that because yeah. I sat in my car and ate my falafel last week and uh, I could have said, <laughs> it, um, well, don't get me wrong. It didn't stop me from having three beers in the iron triangle. Um, still, they still well, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but when we were there two weeks ago and uh, you met up with us, we had just walked around the corner from McDonald's and brought the food there. Oh, wow. We'll oh. see there you got options. And then what's the place at the end of the street we went to? I keep saying I keep I forget. It's a uh, Little Bear. Little Bear. Any and other directly, good options? Um across the street is Church and State, but if you go around the corner from there, uh there's a good pizza place and they have crazy weird pizza. Like they have a mac and cheese pizza. That part of the neighborhood's gentrified. Yeah. You push all the way to that end of the street. Yeah. If you go there on Sunday, it's definitely uh brunch time. Well, yeah, and that was what I was going to say. Church and State, I don't think they were open before the shows a lot of times, but they uh-huh. seem to be open after. Yeah, they're they're open for dinner, and they are pretty damn pricey, but apparently you get what you pay for there. Right, so, so these are nicer joints. They may not work if you're smelling like Lucha Underground in a in a Luchador shirt, but you know, you nice. got options. Put some extra clothes in your car. That's what I do. 
Can I say, speaking of smell, the my best, the best spoiler that I read on uh, Reddit about the tapings was that the fans have to start taking showers because it gets bright. <laughs> yeah, if I can speak on this, uh, that is, <laughs> is that, that would be the place Pizza Nista. Pizza Nista is yeah, that's the name of the pizza place. Thank you, uh, Simorm, whoever that is, Sir Norm. Norm, Sir is Norm. It, oh, I can't. Is that I can't Norm? Read. It says Sir Norm. Is that is yeah. that Time Splitter Norm? Is, yeah. Is that Cushy Norm? Might be. We need confirmation. Right, we have to wait for the delay, and then hopefully he'll respond in the chat. What's up, Urban? I see Urban's in the chat. Urban's chilling. Um, you want to yeah. ask Ev Dub about the condos next to the projects in Nashville? <laughs> um. But yeah, people really do need to, you know, properly shower before you arrive at the temple uh, because you are most likely going to sweat in there anyway because of the body heat, no matter how cold it may be in the ice temple. So please be courteous to you and everyone else around you. Just a standard wrestling show. Or just a normal everyday thing, you know. And look, there's, okay, so the bathroom situation there is there's porto potties. Those porto potties do have running water. It's non-potable water, so you don't necessarily want to drink it. But um, there's paper towels and soap and water in there. So if you need to wash your funky pits, go for it. Do a Ooh. little quick, you know, on the go shower. A little bathroom shower. Would you recommend grabbing the blue water out of the toilet for that? Does, does nah. it have more disinfectant? Uh, nope. Don't nope. do it. Don't All do right. it. Starting now, won't do that. Um, tailgating. If you are going to smoke weed. <laughs> It's legal in California. <laughs> you can pretty much just go ahead and smoke your shit. I have seen people standing right in the middle of the street, lighting up, and the cops drive right on by. Welcome to the new world, folks. Like, it amazes me. It's not like at the old temple, because at the old temple, that was when it was still illegal. And apparently, it just it does, it doesn't matter anymore. And it still, I'm still takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, but... Uh, yeah, especially down in that area, the cops have better stuff to do. So I'm not going to say like you won't get hassled or told to move along because I don't know how legally you can just stand in the middle of the street and smoke a bunch of weed. But um, it really uh, it really doesn't seem to be an issue like it used to be. You know, security, you walk right by them smelling all kind of like weed and they're just like, hey, how's it going? Man? <laughs> like it's a much more relaxed uh, environment because of that one law change, I think, than ever before. It's uh, it's almost, I can't speak for anyone on officially, but I would say it's almost even encouraged. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, I think that whatever it is that you like to do that makes you enjoy a wrestling show, just yeah. know that you're not going to be able to do it inside. Well, so you get your drinks ahead of time and I've you seen your, Oh, you, vape clouds. Yeah, people like may. A couple clouds. people may have vaped, but I would say that I, I would, I would probably not do that if I were you, because some of the security guards, because everything is so much more relaxed, I'm sure would love a reason to roust your ass because <laughs> they haven't gotten to really do it as much this season in general. Just Waffle House the fuck out of you. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So um, I would be yeah. careful with that, and also be respectful to Juan. Juan is one of the the mm. head attendants of the facility there at Lucha Underground. He's been there from day one. He used to hand out the line order waiting tickets. Now he does not do that, but he still makes sure the VIPs are taken care of, and yeah. the front area is his responsibility. So if he asks you not to smoke out there because you know it's offending other people or it's too close to the taco truck, 
which he will do whether it's weed or tobacco. Just respect him. <laughs> he's a good dude, and he's the boss out there, out front. Mm-hmm. So wants yeah. man. He still tells people to other people coming in to respect the line. And by that, you know, no one cutting (laughs) and doing any of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And there's not that there's much of a line anymore, but Um, so we can confirm that Sir Norm is not time splitter Norm, but he does bring up an interesting question. Uh, He, this is something that Evie Dub touched on earlier about uh, kids, kids at the temple, 12 years old and under, uh, I don't know. I, I would think chicken wings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't be a villain to kids. Um, oh yeah. He, he, he's a uh, but basically, he's a you know, I, he touched on it. Yeah. The language is colorful, especially if they are, of uh, if they speak Spanish, um, it is definitely a more adult oriented wrestling program. This is not WWE PG. If you have a kid that hasn't gone through puberty, they will when Katrina walks out. Yeah, um, I I might still be. <laughs> uh, if your kid is anywhere in general admission or uh, on the floor area, I would consider that not so safe, especially if it's directly on the floor, like first floor or in the bo- bowling alley. You could get hit uh, with the kendo stick, maybe. Yeah, stuff ricochets. I'd be uh, very the wary. Section of oh, the, announcers, the, the section behind the announcers is okay and at least yeah. vamp is over there to protect anyone that that needs yeah. a striker um because they'll help move people around but the bowling alley and the the floor and the c and b front row pretty gnarly the bleachers the first two or three rows of the bleachers can be pretty gnarly too um not maybe quite as often but there have definitely been times uh where you need to be a little careful over there too and just especially the front row of the bleachers uh, any front row in, in the whole building, uh, for sure, you got to be a little bit cautious. <laughs> I want to say um, that uh, someone in the chat room named Dante Oblivon said, not calling anyone out, Sammy Callahan. But if you are going to smoke out with people, maybe don't block their friends on Twitter. <laughs> Do you guys know what that means? I don't understand half those words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Urban is reminding us of that time with the uh, <laughs> fluorescent tubes where the little girl almost got hit. It's like, yeah, the, she was oh, like the first kid that ever came to the temple, too. And boy, did, I think that was a VIP's daughter as well. Yeah, come <laughs> on. I was at a show and um, there's a woman sat by the corner and she had like two kids, front row, two little kids, and a kid on her lap. Melina did a moonsault off the top turnbuckle to the outside and like fuck, like kicked this kid square in the fucking head. Good. I was pissing myself <laughs> uh, because this woman was losing her shit. I was like, "You sat in the front row, you fucking moron." And that's what happens. Yes, like look at any wrestling show. If you sit right there, even if there's a barrier, um, especially those old metal barriers, man, they come right apart and they slide and they're meant to, they're meant to have some give and, uh, you might be wearing a, a wrestler or a luchador, um, at some point in time. Oh, that might be nice. Um, what are VIP the options? lounge Byron? We should, we should talk VIP lounge etiquette. Uh, I will say if you're going to take a picture in front of the, um, the big sign. Yeah. The old billboard that used to be above the temple that eventually yeah. got painted with the Ray Mysterio question mark is actually the wall, um, from VIP. So when you walk into the main temple, 
you just see a wall. It's got the the trios championship from Ultima Lucha One poster on it. On the other side of that wall is the actual Lucha Underground question mark billboard. Um, and go ahead. What were you saying about the pictures, Byron? Um, you want to like them so you can take it, so you can see yourself in the picture. They're cool. It's a cool backdrop. But you also, um, I'm a professional. And one of my professional tips I have for taking pictures is you want to see yourself in them. So it helps. Nice. what helps it, you know, not everyone knows this, is um, if you use light. Yeah, it is very dark in the VIP lounge. And that sign, which every VIP stops at to take a picture, um, is not very well lit. So I'm hoping that maybe they put a special or a light in there uh, for their VIPs for next year and talent too. And it's like, that's where talent comes out to meet their VIPs or whatever. And they always yeah. take a picture. They take it right in front of the cool sign because it's only something you can do in VIP. It's a really cool thing. Um, it's right there. There's a bar in there yeah. and then there's warmers where there's where bagel bites can go. That reminds me if they have, if they're going to, um, if they're going to hire someone to run their social media, um, that would be helpful. Cause then when they have VIPs that show up, that person can, maybe like take a picture of a celebrity that shows up. And then in addition to that, um, do it in front of the sign that's well lit. So when they hire someone to do that sort of thing, that's a good way for, you know, thing for that person to do. Take pictures of very important people to post later on social media. In front of Lucha Underground logos. It just, I mean, Hey, I'm not a professional, like, well, I mean, it would prove it would prove that they were there, and then fact that they were a VIP because that sign only exists in the VIP. So, but yeah, I think that would pr- be a pretty good strategy. Yeah, I don't no. know. Is that a secret that that would be cool? Because it seems I don't know. I mean, these like are just it would be from the time I was in there one time. Um, the other thing I will say is that if you do find yourself with a VIP ticket, which has believe it or not happened to more than one regular Joe from time to time. Uh, the first time I was ever in VIP was because I did not get a ticket to Ultima Lucha Dos and Vinny Massaro was kind enough to give me one of his friends and family's tickets. And uh, and now I feel like we are friends. Oh, um, thank you, Vinny. Um, I didn't know anything about it. It was like, uh, oh, there's beer in here. What do I do there? So the beer is free. The water is free, and I think they have a couple of soda-type beverages in there as well. Bagel bites. Uh, they have bagel bites and usually some other kind of small snack, but I wouldn't say that you should forego a meal, a real meal, for the food in VIP because you're going to be sadly disappointed. And no, J-Man, if you're listening, they don't have the chicken wings anymore. Didn't see them all season. Um, I was only in VIP like two or three times sneaking in. But... Um, yeah, I didn't see any chicken wings this year. A lot of a lot of bagel bites. I think the bagel bites replaced the chicken wings. Anyway, um, now the funny thing about it is one of the times that I was in VIP, the um, the guy working the bar had a tip jar out, um, and so I tipped him, and and I was happy to do it because I was actually drinking beers and not just grabbing bottles of water. Yeah. Uh, and then the last time I was in there, the the girl said uh, absolutely no tip, and there was no tip jar. So I don't know if that was something that changed or if that was just difference in bartenders so i can't tell you the etiquette on tipping in there but i would say that if you're a vip and uh you're acting like a vip then you should at least offer because <laughs> that's polite um and a dollar of beer is plenty because they're free uh so that's vip just I, drop a fiver in there and drink as much as you can 
You know I got to I mean? talk locker room etiquette and, and just dealing with talent in general. Now, sometimes you will see talent out front. Sometimes they'll walk around um, yelling to them in their, uh, into their Christian names across the parking lot in front of a lot of people. Not cool. Even though I know that you'll get their attention by doing that. But uh, unless you really personally know them, probably not a cool thing to do to put their like shoot names on blast and yelling it across the parking lot. Um, they will answer just fine to their gimmick names. <laughs> it's not usually a problem for guys who get called those names all the time to answer to them. Um, and if they come over, be nice. Like don't, don't, you don't have to be a super Mark and you can certainly ask for photos. Like these guys will believe me if they don't want to take a picture, they know how to not have to take a picture. A, you don't walk out front in front of a bunch of marks. <laughs> mm -hmm. So typically they have other entrances or they stay their ass in the back if they don't want to deal with you, but their bathrooms are outside. So every now and then you'll see one of them come out to the porto potties and, and whatever, you know, if someone's got to take a shit, maybe don't bother them. Like, I know you want your picture, but at the same time, they're human beings and they have to take a shit. So like, leave them alone. <laughs> if they're standing by the fence or they're standing outside and some of them, you know, surprisingly will come out and maybe have a cigarette or something. Um, Say hi, be friendly. Don't don't bother them about certain things. Now, if you're in the locker room specifically, if you are ever in a situation where you're in a locker room or you're with a group of talent and they're working a show, please learn some of the rules because some of them are just general common sense fucking rules. And if you're going to be in that world and be a fan of it or, you know, in proximity to it, you should know certain things. First of all, shake hands with any performer that you meet. It's just a common courtesy in wrestling. If you go in a locker room and you're meeting somebody, you know, if somebody's across the room, you don't have to make your way across the room, especially if you're nobody and shake their hand. Like if you're working there that day, yeah, you damn well better. But if you're not, yeah, you don't have to. But if you meet somebody, shake their fucking hand. It is a tradition, it is a courtesy, it shows respect. If you don't do it, you're an asshole and you don't know you shouldn't be in there in the first place. I have a question in the chat room for you from Boo Raka. He's let awesome, me finish this so and then I will I will answer that question. Okay, great. Also, shake hands in the style that they approach you with. If they come at you with a Roman handshake, grip their forearm like a man and shake their goddamn hand. If they come I at you with a fist bump, fist bump them. And if they, you know, come at you with a high five, high five them. Whatever. Come at them in the way that they're accustomed to. If they're sweaty, don't be like, uh, and shy away from them. You came into their goddamn locker room. Shake their fucking hand. Show some goddamn respect and and, and just know where you are. What's the question from Buraka? Buraka wants to know, do we have to call you Justin Harvey 75 on the street? Yes. Confirmed. <laughs> you can call me whatever. You can call, I'm not a worker. You can call me outlaw. You can call me Justin. You can call me LA Red. You can call can me call you outlaw. Mr. Harvey. Yeah, dude. Every person that I went to Full Sail with calls me outlaw. Most of them don't even know my real name. <laughs> I think I actually have credits in a few records just as outlaw. Like there's a lot of us, people that have no idea what my real name is. Can you get us backstage at Full Sail? There's a wrestling show there. Uh, I think only alumni. So oh. if you didn't go to the school, I don't believe. Uh, maybe I can get a plus one. We'll see. Um, so also, if you're backstage and you've never taken a bump, don't act like you're one of the boys, please. You're not. You're a fan. <laughs> you're not a wrestler. And and the worst one, and I actually saw somebody do this not too terribly long ago. If you are standing or talking with a group of wrestlers and they say something bad about another performer, 
This is not an opportunity for you to state your opinion. They have actually worked with this person. They have put their life in this person's hands. You have not. Your opinion does not matter. Do not insult other talent just because talent that you're standing near is saying something. It doesn't matter. It's none of your goddamn business. They work together. They can say that shit. You don't. And I just, I, I heard a Mark do this and I was just like, oh, I had to walk away. And, and it was like, like all the boys completely just turned at that person like, whoa, wait, why the fuck are you here? And why are you in this conversation? Like, do yourself a favor. Don't do that ever. It's stupid. Can you tell us who that is? Because I feel like all oh, these no. all these rules and stuff. God, cool, you would love to know. But I want to know what brought them up. That's that's the interesting thing to me. Oh man, I'm not. No, no, you never who get it out backstage of to do this. I don't understand. I will. I don't. I don't kiss and tell, man. Is that why Casey isn't here? You know what? I bet it was Mr. Krabs. It might have been. That guy's. He needs to be put in check. Yeah, you can criticize somebody's work in front of other talent when you've actually worked with them. It's that's it's that simple. Otherwise, keep your mouth shut. Okay, so we got to talk about the A number one, unless you guys have something you want to add to that one. Uh, I'm going back to the handshake thing. I will say that it, it does throw you off a bit. And I think uh, someone else in the chat just mentioned it. But the one time I was uh, talking to Paul London, uh, I went for a handshake and Roman then handshake only. gave me the Roman handshake. I'm like, okay, cool. And I just went with it. So I just know to do that with him from here on out. But. Yeah, so you guys, now you, now you guys all know that is an inside tip. That is very true. Marty Elias, he's going to fist bump you every time. You know, the different guys are different ways. Kevin Cross, he's going to firm handshake you and look you dead in the eye. You better look him back in the mm -hmm. eye or he might just fucking side slam you right there. I don't get near him because everyone's been wanting him to hurt me. And I really don't want to find out his opinion on, on that matter. We still have an extra ticket for this weekend. I should invite him down to come and hang out and then maybe uh, he can beat you up in the parking lot. I don't want to say no to that, but I also don't. Um, just let me know if he takes you up on that because I might have a new change of plans. <laughs> would you, would you, <clears throat> maybe maybe we could start a GoFundMe for, to pay Kevin Cross to slap Byron chest. Oh, see, this is what I was talking about. Add $100 to the GoFundMe now. I've already to, given to Kevin $100. To buy the Letterman jacket. To buy the Letterman jacket. We're getting What's the Letterman that? jacket. We'll get another I got it. Jacket. I think I got to go, you guys. If cross kills you. Now? We'll bury you in the Leatherman jacket. Byron. So he gets the jacket, but at what cost? Gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, your pizza's not here yet. I know. I, I already totally got to wait. So, um... All right, we got to talk about the the big one. Um, actually, let me talk about bleachers first because we talked about seating already. So the oh bleachers, bleachers are you you get a ticket and you get a ticket for a row number, and they've played this a little bit differently day by day. You have a seat number, but there are not seat numbers in the bleachers. Sadly, this is one of the, still the for the only semi first come first serve things they won't let you sit on the steps now during seating but once the show starts they're okay with people sliding over to the steps so um if you're being polite you know try to cram in there because the 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 bleachers get a little oversold um and it's pretty hard to squeeze 
10 people or whatever it is in that front row, but they will let you spread out once the show starts. So don't panic. Um, and if you're in the front row or the second row, you will be on camera at some point in the show. Don't worry about it. If you're trying to be on camera or whatever. Um, but also I will say this uh, personal rule. If Johnny Ace wants to sit down there, just let him. That's his let fucking him. spot. <laughs> like just move out of the way. Give the guy a spot, you know, and you heard Evie Dub saying that that's one of his favorites too. Like, you know, there's been a couple times where he didn't get those tickets or he wasn't even in the bleachers or whatever. Um, you know, just let him down there. <clears throat> and newbies who are sitting in the front row for the first time, I'm sorry, but if I box you out of your seat and I give it to Johnny Ace, just shut the fuck up. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and it's the one thing in the temple I will be rude about till the end of time. I mean, you the know? man has earned his stripes. For yeah. And, if, sure. and Vic, too. If Vic wants to sit down there, whatever. Like, it, I'm sorry, but if the old heads want to sit down there and they're there and they're trying to claim a seat and you're trying to box them out of it, you're you're better be careful because there's probably about 80 people in that room that you have just made enemies out of. What if you're a blind guy with a cane and blacked out sunglasses? Best that front row sit sitter ever. Ever. You think the person next to that next to him was like, look to your left and act surprised. That was a gimmick, dude. The guy was not blind at all. But it was hilarious. He stuck he to it blind. the whole time and then walked around just fine after the show. Mm, I think he had the whole place memorized. Yeah. The brand new the brand new temple memorized. I got okay. five more steps. I gotta make it right. Cheering. Cheering starts when Sparkles comes out and you will know her by her sparkly shoes and her sparkly Lucha Underground jacket. You will see is sparkles. She works for legal, I believe. And she is the one that checks you for wearing things that you're not supposed to wear. And she also does Bedazzled. the disclaimer before the show. So when sparkles comes out is your cue to start cheering. You don't have to mandatorily cheer at any moment before then, but she will first tell you, not to post spoilers, not to take pictures, not to use your phone, your camera, or anything. You could be asked to leave and maybe asked to never return. So you should know that if you've never been to the temple. Um, but when she starts going through the list of things you can expect, this yeah. is your cue to yeah. start getting amped up. Yeah. And when she gets to the fact that one of the things you may experience is, in fact, bodily fluids yes this should make you pop i am telling you this right now because what i saw happen this past week was that unsuspecting newbie doesn't know that there's a pop break here that everybody else in the room knows about whole room jumps up this newbie catches a knee in the back of the head because everybody else jumped up to bodily fluids and started a bodily fluids clap 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 champ chant and uh this person was almost unconscious so please note that sparkles has one job and one job only and she does it right which is to make sure that you are legally uh, advised of what you are allowed to wear and what is going to happen and when she says one of those things is body fluids there will be a giant pop <laughs> yeah that's, and it's funny that's... whenever whenever that chant comes up you know who the newbies are because oh, they're God. still sitting and you're just looking around you're just like Fuck it. I'm going to keep chanting this. And you know the other people who have been there before will be chanting it with you. Well, and, and now it just makes me chant chant that even louder because it's almost stupid. It's like a stupid pop break. But at the same time, 
it lets the new people in the room know like this is the crowd that you got in with today these are people who are here to see ridiculous violence. We're going to chant stupid things. We're going to be obnoxiously loud. We're going to stand up when you want us to sit down. Um, that's just that's that's the name of the game. That's the that's the temple etiquette, you know. So, and dear lord, don't wear a Nike shirt. Come on, guys. I mean, I know a lot of people don't read ticket disclaimers and whatnot, but the deal at Lucha Underground is wear something really generic or plain, or just buy a T-shirt. The first oh, time you're coming. It's like you're coming to this place for the first time anyway. Spend 25 bucks and get a t-shirt. Look like the rest of the room. Who cares? Otherwise, you're just going to get a whole lot of electrical and gaffers tape on your shirt. Yeah, and it's just stupid. Yeah. Or they're going to have to turn your shirt inside out. Like, who wants to go in a porto potty and turn their clothing inside out and look like a schmoo? <laughs> you don't, don't be a schmoo. You heard it here on the MMM show. MMM show. I don't know Yiddish words. What are Yiddish? What's a good Yiddish word for that? Byron, a, sh- a, sh- a shmata, like a rag? Oh, now we're asking the Jew about Yiddish words? Hold on. Let me see. You were the one down. who told me uh, I'll start that talking you were about Jewish. Words. I didn't even know that before tonight. You knew it. Says who? We guessed. Because you keep asking me to be your agent. All right. <laughs> or accountant. My agent is a Latino. I know. That's why you need a Jew. Hey, I work. (laughs) I get plenty of work. (laughs) I know. Okay. This one, I don't know how you feel about this one, Jimmy, but I know how Byron feels about this. I know, too. When there's a pinfall, and they count one, and then they count two, and then the whole audience screams two, do not say sweet afterwards in the temple. So, I mean, I'm fine with the two or the one, but... The two sweet thing, which I'm pretty sure either are actually either originated in the temple or PWG, but then it stopped when it got to WWE TV. So it's one, two, two sweet. And then the one time I was in the temple, people went, whoop, whoop. I was like, oh no, now we're not extending this shit even more. So yeah. I've seen it at NXT tapings where you get the two sweet and then there's a counter chant and another counter chant to that. And it's like, get over yourselves. I hate it so much. I hate pretty much, and you, I saw this at the beginning of um, of season four, you get the WWE chance. Stop yeah, it. It's Say stop. what? Don't it, it, yell it, it, WrestleMania at the luchadors like a fucking idiot. Go home. It's, it's the lucha thing as well when people chant lucha and people do the lucha dragons. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's an effort. That sometimes, but but the, but that's still more appropriate. It is a lucha underground chant, at least, and it's not um, a, a specific. <laughs> there's yeah, no connection right. to the click of any kind. There's no collection to, connection to the NWO. The too sweet chant is just doesn't work at lucha underground. It doesn't work. Now people have adopted doing the one fall thing when Melissa does her announcements. Yeah. Um, she actually likes it. It's her gimmick, so go for it. Everyone, so after everyone. Melissa says, you know, the following con- contest is scheduled for one fall, you scream, one fall. Great. They love it. The cameramen love it. Everyone's cool with that one. So That's do it. Melissa's gimmick? Well, I mean, her gimmick is being the ring announcer, and she doesn't mind the chant during her ring announcement. Oh, so yeah. she's the talent. She's the performer. She feels it's getting her over, so I'm good with it. 
Yeah, she pauses and, for it now. Yeah, so. she pauses now, for Yeah, it. she learned to pause for audience reaction on uh, her ring entrances. It's cool. Season four, we're learning stuff. Yeah. But every every wrestling match, except WWE, they don't like it, so they have their announcers not Talk pause. But um, no, well, that's... Then, pretty, she'll, then she's going to get the gimmick, and then everyone else should stop doing yeah. it. They don't even... They rarely even say one fall when they're doing title matches now. They just because say, or the whatever championship. But indie yeah, shows do it. It's awesome. They do it in England? It started. Yeah, they love it. Uh, What's the yeah, British version of it? Do, yeah. do you have a British word for one fall? One stone. Yeah, one, one fall. One fall. I mean, if that's boring... I like See, I, Melissa will even well, say, you know, the following contest is for the Lucha Underground title and it's scheduled for one. Fall. Like she'll she'll reorder how she says it just to get it in now. Yeah, she'll even awesome. say it when it's not even one fall. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's she's, true. She's done it a couple times, I think, where she's had to reset herself. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes she'll announce someone who's not even in the match. Look, I'm just happy we even got Melissa. I thought for sure that woman had had a baby six weeks before that shit started and she showed up and it looks like she didn't miss a damn beat. Every time I'm like, that woman has like a child that, I mean, just had a child, like just had a child. When I told the people in my group that she had a baby, they thought it was like kayfabe. I'm like, no, 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 for real. And they're like, what? Vanilla Ice almost lost his damn mind when we told him. He was like, nah, you guys are full of shit. Yeah, he almost fought us. He's like, yeah. don't lie to me like that, man. I mean, it's pretty amazing. So more power to her because I really yeah. thought we were going to get like Famous B or Striker or somebody else doing it. And maybe we'd get a couple of days of her cameoing and coming back and she'd get a big pop. But no, she's she. I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say Melissa is working this year, guys. It's amazing. I have more a question for you, Justin. We should have asked uh, Evie Douglas. Um, I heard an unconfirmed rumor that that um, there's a TV time limit for the main event of Ultima Lucha 4. That's about three weeks to four weeks. <laughs> That's the TV time limit. Three, TV to four time limit. three to four weeks. Where did you hear that rumor? Can you imagine buying that episode on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to buy iTunes. <laughs> You'd have to buy the whole platform. No, there's the Lucha Underground thing, April 21st. I know, which is hilarious. So I don't know if anybody's caught this on Eventbrite or not, but, uh, there's another posting for Lucha Underground. No pictures or anything, but the map shows it being right there in the heart of downtown LA on April 21st. Uh, and it shows us sold out. I hope that you guys didn't get tickets for that show because uh, we have it confirmed or Byron got it confirmed that uh, yeah. it's not a show. <laughs> At least not a Lucha Underground show. It isn't. It's some bootleg pirate nonsense. But it's funny because I, I, it's like maybe somebody just figured out like, oh, hey, I can put up my own events on, t- on Eventbrite right now. I'll just put up totally another one that says Lucha Underground. be awesome if somebody rented out the temple and they're running a show there that day and they're just tricking people and they'll change it later. I don't know. What if you run a Lucha Underground event that's basically watching Netflix in your living room? Ooh, I'd go watch the Ice Temple, though. <laughs> um, oh, Miflof, you'll appreciate this one. Do not yell characters gimmicks from other promotions at them when it is dead silent in the temple it's not funny it's just going to get cut out of television it takes everyone out of the experience there is no one who comes to the temple that needs the chant ooh la la no one why would they do that oh, 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 oh. everyone needs to oh, no. 
Did anybody chant dickhead at him when the person sang that? Uh, no, because the rest of us are just trying to stay into the show and into the match, and uh, we really appreciate what King Cuerno does at Lucha Underground. And I say that very loosely because I just cheer for him for your sake, Miflo. Um, but no, I, I think there's definitely, if anybody does anything like that, there's uh, anybody within a slapping distance has the right to, you know, connect. Well, and 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 he's not the only one. That one is probably the most frequent one that people do because Latino fans know him from another place, so they chant his other gimmick at him because they think it's funny and clever, and I'm just over it. I'm totally over it. Don't do it. And then there's the one, there's the one new talent that you know. I'm that's pretty much been spoiled already. But yeah, uh, previous gimmicks name keeps coming up, and I'm just tired of people trying to get themselves over. It's like, oh, you know who he is. Oh, Good you know. You. Great. Congrats, everybody. Oh, does. Well, there's another one. There's another one, Jim. I don't think you were there for that. Uh, showed up, and people kept starting to chant. Uh, that person's old gimmick name and it wasn't appropriate. It's like that, that you're chanting something. No one at home is going to understand because they're not that person here. So don't do it. Uh, actually, there was two, there's two performers that showed up that people did that for. And it's just like, God damn it, guys, you're just ruining the moment. Like you have to. And, and there was times in the past when wrestlers would debut and Melissa wouldn't say their name, right. Or we wouldn't know forever. Yeah. Like, was nice there spot. anyone chanting Hitokori for <laughs> the Stardom Girls or whatever? Like whatever crazy names they gave them, Melissa slaughtered that shit when she announced those girls. None of us in the room knew what their gimmick names were. Didn't have a clue what names to cheer for them, so they got a lot of generic lucha chants. But we also weren't screaming their fucking Japanese wrestler names either, because that's not the characters they were. God damn it! I think we just chanted Lotus, Lotus Tribe, or right. something. Yeah, I forgot what we did for that. I'm what pretty sure it was just Lotus over and over or Black Lotus, Black Lotus, or yeah. It's the only thing I can remember. Um, but I think the one thing that I mean, is acceptable. I nobody can remember Vibra's name for the first two weeks know. either. He was just Luchasaurus. Yeah. He's still Luchasaurus. I still want credit for that, damn it. But it wasn't people <laughs> screaming fucking big brother guy, big brother guy. Like it wasn't, you know what I mean? Just that wouldn't make any goddamn sense. I think the one thing that is acceptable is in Jeremiah Crane's case, people chanting death machine. So, well, yeah, he was using that beforehand, but it's not it's like a nickname and it's not his right. other like actual indie name or whatever. Which yeah. brings like, me to my next point. The poster for TNA versus Lucha Underground is Eddie Edwards versus from Lucha Underground, Sammy Callahan. Jeremiah Green. No, but they put no, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. Oh, they put Sammy Callahan? Oh Jesus. Yeah. So like they Sammy, got Sammy Callahan for Lucha Underground. Doesn't say Jeremiah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So he, he Sammy's had to come out and say, "Oh, um, Sammy Callahan's not turning up." Would you call <laughs> them a bunch of nonces, Meef? How do you use British language? Nonce. 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 What's a nonce? What's a nonce? Pedophile. Pedophile. I thought they were just, pedophile. Pedophile. Pedo- 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 they were just pedos. Yeah, pedos. Yeah. Pedos. Yeah. Pedos. You pedos haven't seen that word a lot lately when you talk wrestling, Meef. How come? The one thing, another another piece of uh, etiquette that I brought up before, but I feel like yeah, that I brought it up before, but I have to bring it again. If something happens around your general area, or if 
it's if action spills your way, please just sell the move. I have a whole section in here entitled move. Yeah. (laughs) Either sell the move or move out of the way. You You have to get out of the way. Mill and Penta especially have gotten to the point where they don't ask anymore. They (laughs) own the temple and everyone (laughs) in it and everything about it. And they will just knock into you. They will just get thrown into you or have someone throw in in, in Jeremiah Crane as well. Like these are guys not to be messed with. And if they're coming in your general area, I I would already suggest (laughs) getting up. If you're sitting in a floor seat, if they're what? If they're they're around your general area, (laughs) don't start a bodily fluids chat on me. If they're around your general area, I would just suggest getting up in general. A, it's going to be easier to see as they move around the ring anyway. Um, And B, you might need to move quickly or they may do just this one time means move your ass guys. Like it, it, don't wait for some big fucking announcement about how you need to move and where you need to stand. What you need to do is get out of the way, kick your chair. It's most likely going to get knocked over anyway. And and it, it is difficult because the seats as Evie dub was mentioning earlier, they're zip tied together. So how about this, you just got to get fucking out of the move. Let's see what happens. Actually, yeah, going on that, uh, when we were there a few weeks ago, uh, the guy behind me, I'm just going to assume was a newbie uh, because whenever our group, we were sitting in the front row, kept we kept getting up and kind of like moving even though nothing was happening because, you know, being there many a times, I know something's going to happen. I heard the guy, I don't understand why they keep getting up. And at that point, I'm like, man, I really wish a spot would happen here where I move and my chair goes directly into his chest. Look, my note right here says this is not a show to sit down through. If someone in front of you is standing up, it's because they're excited and you should be, too. So get the hell up. (laughs) Yep. You know, it's it's just stupid. Like, it's not that long a show. You can stand up for a little while. Like, there's entire matches that I've stood through. Yeah. Well. Ultimately, to one, we stood the whole time except for one match, and then he fucking blocked me. <laughs> Why does that happen? I'm a likable guy. You know, no, aggravatedly, I'm easy to get along with. So, and with that, too, with, with the whole selling thing, like, look, when the cameras are on you, and they will most likely be on you at some point in time, you might notice, you might not. Don't look directly into them. They're most likely not going to use that shot every now and then they do. They'll use a like, yeah, that was great kind of thing when somebody looks right into the camera, but mostly they're not going to typically, even if they're right in your face, just look at where the action is happening. Even if you can't see it anymore and act like you're having a good time, chant something, yell something, give them some kind of reaction. You'll probably get on TV for it. Now, if you really don't want to be on TV, you could no sell them. That's an option. But if they have a slightly wider shot, and your buddy next to you is really excited about being there and would like to get on TV, don't sit down, don't look bored, don't act disinterested, because you're basically just ruining your buddy's chance of getting on television. So when the cameras are on you, they're looking for big reactions. Give them a, like, you know, amp it up a little bit. You don't have to act stupid. You don't have to play it up for the camera. Like, I've seen people, like, the camera gets on them, and they're like, oh, you know, doing some ridiculous thing that they would never do. That's yeah, but, us. I've seen us on TV doing yeah, that. Yeah, but we but we figured out how to do it so it's not quite as ridiculous. I figured out shit. 
I know. You're yeah. kind of bad at it. I will say I that there was to... one time yeah. that uh, someone looked directly into the camera and they used it. Yeah, there's been a couple. Uh, but the weirdest one was hot tub guy. Like he was looking in the ring. That was the best. And then also <laughs> he looked at the camera and he was like, looks right out uh? of the stairs. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And they used it because it's hot tub guy. And what else kind of, res- what else is res- are you going to get from Sean? Like, that's just what he's going to do, right? I'm happy to see him back in the temple. He's been having a blast this season, too. He came with CJ a couple times, and I think they had a really good time, and he sounds excited, so I'm happy he's there. Um, I will say we're coming up on Ultima Lucha, and I basically want to just read Quattro. They're getting harder to say. And I want to just reiterate everything that you just said for all the VIP people who are going to show up in their fucking high heels and mini skirts and whatever the fuck the guys are wearing. Wait, wait. Their asses. Byron, 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 be careful. We have to sit with them. Well, you know what? We did last time. And then they asked me to fucking sit down because they couldn't see. At the beginning of the show, you a fucking dick. You're going to make EB Dub regret giving us these tickets, aren't you? No, I just want to say I one say thing. Giving us these tickets because he didn't give a shit. We bought, we paid for them. Yeah, yeah, we bought them. First of all, I'm going to complain Byron about people sitting around bored people during Ultimo Lucha Quacho because that's you know that's standing up for EBW on a show, and we sat near bored people for Ultimo Lucha Tress. We sat in near we sat next to one of the ziggler brothers who wasn't a murderer and he looked bored in the main event which is one of the best matches of the year well he might have looked bored because he was thinking he could do better i apologize for <laughs> yeah what with this when has he gotten paid to wrestle in the past five years I'll go, last go. week and he's gonna do oh, yeah gotta go gotta have go. fun at work brother i will do Later, man. Good talking to you. Take care, guys. cheers Bye. So he wrestles, okay, whatever. He got paid hot dogs to wrestle last week so he could be bored during a Johnny Mundo. Uh, which one? He was there for both of them. So uh, Puma's last match? Yeah, he was there for that. Was he bored? No, Pentagon match. And he just sat there bored with his faded blue hair, like a whatever. Well, that was definitely anything but boring. Hey Byron. Yeah. Byron doesn't Byron doesn't like Briley Pierce. There it is. There I'm just is. saying, show some fucking respect. That there was even his friend in a ring, and he was like, well, whatever. That gets, that gets me to the next one on my list, which is help the talent get over. Um, you know, sometimes heels get cheered for at the temple. That's fine. But at the same time, like if a heel comes over to you and gives you the finger, maybe not the time to pat them on the back and smile and cheer and laugh. Like the camera's probably on you sell it a little bit like help the heels yeah. get heel heat help the faces get face heat like it's fun and you're part of the tv show you came to a tv taping you're a tv audience do you know how tv audiences are treated normally like there's normally a sign that says applause laugh boo ah like you've seen the wheel of fortune yeah. right they get that out of the audience every single time the whole crowd goes ooh. <laughs> Like, give it to them. It's a damn TV show. You're there for a TV taping. It's fun. You're part of Hollywood. What were you gonna say, Byron? I was. I'm liking uh, Kyrie. How do you say her name? Kyrie saying picture on Instagram. Kyrie. I was saying. Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie saying. Kyrie saying. Uh, I just want to first. That's what I was doing. 
And I said, yeah. yeah. And that's that's the gist of it. You were but thinking I will about say, Kyrie saying, go yeah. to the MMM show Instagram. You could see a slow motion video of her dropping that elbow drop. That was actually really dope. I'm going to, there's was. not a lot of things you've ever done in your life that I could give two shits about, but that was actually worthy of some note. Like Byron did something right, guys. He I'm did two good stuff. things this year. He brought vanilla ice to the temple so I could take credit for it. What and up? he got this awesome slow-mo of Kyrie Sane. It was pretty good. Both of those are probably equally good. So quick question. Yeah. How are we chanting for Ultima Lucha Quattro? Quattro. Quattro. Oh, that's Ultima it. Lucha Quattro. No, God, no, really? No. Four. I think it's, I think it's just going to be a we're quattro. Yelling four. Okay. I swear to God, we're going to yell four. Okay, it's that's another four. one of my pet peeves. Is like there is no, people. Why not? There is no one more time chant at Lucha Underground. Do not start Ultra. a one more time chant. Ultra. 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 Please. Ultra. And if you're a newbie and you start a one more time chant, you might get chopped in your Adam's apple. Oh, just and saying. If, and if Pentagon starts taking off his glove, you better be damn quiet. Yeah, like there's enough time to pop for Pentagon. If you are the guy that talks or says something during the slap, you are going to get one. <laughs> You're getting a receipt for talking. Like don't and don't don't say some funny line when it gets quiet either. Like even the biggest jackasses in the temple don't do that. And and one guy started to one ones. day and his friend elbowed him in the chest and that was appropriate. So That's sorry, good. Byron. <laughs> I, I hope my there. elbows weren't too pointy. Just kidding. It, it wasn't fire. It didn't hurt. Trust me. I barely noticed. Um, you do have to stand for the Lucha Anthem, which is Ole, 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 Lucha, Lucha. You know, it's funny. Uh, Vampiro, Typically in four, four time cycles. Vampiro used to warm up the crowd, or he still does, but I remember he used to like get in there and really fuck shit up. And now he gets in there and he's pretty much like, you guys are all ready, aren't you? And people he goes, all right. And he sits down. He literally has done that the last couple of times. Like, but honestly, honestly, those crowds have been hype. When he gets a, a lamer crowd, like the Thursday night crowd that won Thursday night taping, he went a little further out of his way to amp him up because yeah. I think he knew he was like throwing out Hogan ears and stuff. And, you it's know, funny. he knows, but it's still funny. But the best one this year was still the one with Rob. Yeah. Hands down. That was still the most hype uh, Vamp has gotten on the intro. And actually, the second best one was actually probably me. I wore the Vampiro shirt, and he stopped again and saw it and, and called called it out, and it got a pop. It was kind of the same pop from the last time he did that, but I don't think he remembered it. Oh, you wore so, you wore the Vampiro shirt again. That's interesting. Well, I wear it once a year to Lucha Underground for Vampiro. Make him feel good about himself. I wouldn't want him to think he, you know, feel pudgy or anything. Like, want to make him remember his superhero WCW days back when he was the shit. He oh, was man. awesome. If, if Casey was going to Ultima Lucha, do you think he would have made a, a sign that just said chubby? Yes. <laughs> Squash that grape. <laughs> um... That's all. That's all. Totally true. One reference for it's the so viewers. <laughs> um. Oh, if you sit behind the announcers, be prepared to chant more than the rest of us. It is yeah. your job. I'm it's sorry about your damn luck, but if you sit there, you have to do things that the rest of us don't have to do. The assistant director, who is broken in very nicely now, uh, knows that he has to hype you up and that he you have to chant endlessly now 
the best thing you can possibly do is give Vamp and Striker some encouragement because if they fuck up, you have fucked up and you will have to chant even longer. And I don't even know how those people do it, quite honestly. Like, I go through a half a bag of hauls at almost every taping now. I'm bringing mine. I am not saying a word during those segments because I'm trying to save it for when it is my job to cheer loudly. (laughs) Oh, Justin, the total secret is you just pretend that you're yelling. You don't actually yell. You're like, I yell. I can't do it. I yell. I have to actually do it. It's a thing for me. Every time I see Johnny Mundo come out and flip off the crowd, I have to call him a fat ass and tell him to eat shit. He loves it. And he <laughs> loves it. He's a heel. He's a heel. People and he's don't good at it. That. He makes me hate him. He's a scumbag. I wish he was a face, but he's not. He would make I mean, a damn fine technical one of these days. No spoilers, but uh, I that one taping I went to, he I because of what happened uh he kind of was treated as a face well i mean the thing uh, this happens in lucha underground all the time though like i said heels get cheered because Mm -hmm. they're so over and they're so damn good and lucha underground is like 72 percent heel so heels have to fight each other from time to time so there's going to be times where a heel is a bit more of a face like whichever heel is more tweener is going to get the face pop that's just going to happen I mean, it's just funny because my girlfriend was so confused. She's like, wait, who are the good oh. guys and who are the bad guys? Because everyone's getting cheered. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, we cheer some that, of the bad guys. We it's have just a not girlfriend. That and who? Always, has a girlfriend. Bringing up, always bringing up our girlfriend who goes to wrestling shows. Wow. Two shows. Byron. Byron. It's weird. To be that fair. Just bragging about having a girlfriend who goes to wrestling shows. To be fair, Byron. Shut up about you it. used to have girlfriends that went to wrestling shows. Yeah, that's true. Now you have restraining orders that go with you everywhere. I don't think it's legally restraining order. It's like a strong, strong suggestion. <laughs> yeah, but it has it's a worded legal, in yardage. <laughs> a legal strong a suggestion. <laughs> I a think when they put down actual measurements, though, Byron, that's like a sign. I mean, listen, I work and currently live in Florida, so technically there are no laws around me. That's probably true. Um, so where was I at? No one knows. Oh, ring entrances. This is a weird one because it's very specific per talent. Like if you're in the bleachers and you're standing over there, or if you're by the heel entrance on the floor, you have to know when it's your job and when it's not your job to high five talent. (laughs) And it's a bit awkward at times because They have specific ring entrance moves and you don't want to look like it's not like WWE where it's this big alley and it's not going to look strange where you're reaching out and they fucking no sell you. You're going to look like a fucking moron at Lucha Underground if you get no sold on a high five. Like there's talent that will come out and they'll gladly high five you, you know, a couple of baby faces, you know your aero stars and your your aztecas or whatever phoenix spits on everyone and they cheer it's a sight to see animal he spits on the entire bleacher section and everyone's looking up and yelling their mouths are open (laughs) he might have rabies (laughs) oh i totally got got i got totally no sold on a high five by alberto el patron but that was totally my fault because i missed that guy yeah was he face at the time yeah, he was phased. This was season one. Oh, he was wow. still uh he was still triple A mega grand champion, so gotcha. 
he was still a huge nerd. Can we say that on the show? Is it nerd? I don't know, man. That's kind of our kids that's watching. Not super PC to say nerd. Not these uh, days. I will say that um, he had a really great midlife crisis of cocaine and twenty-year-old wrestlers in bad <laughs> decisions. Um. There are intermissions at Lucha Underground. I will also tell you this, like if you show up there and I'm saying this because I know there's a lot of newbies coming. I don't know if they'll ever listen to this or not, but damn it, at least there's a living, breathing record of these things being said to them somewhere. Um, there is an intermission. If you somehow or for some reason sneak out before the intermission to go to the bathroom or make an emergency phone call or something, you will most likely not be let back in um, until the intermission. If it is after the intermission, you will most likely not be let back in at all. If for some reason you do get let back in, um, it will probably uh, be between matches. They don't typically let anyone in during a match, so be prepared for that. Uh, also, uh, oh, after the show, there um, a lot of wrestlers come out of the locker room and they get in their vans to go back to their hotel which may or may not be geotagged in certain performers uh twitter posts <laughs> you're smart trying to, trying to figure if you're a rat and you're trying to figure out where to go that information may in fact be out there <laughs> um but yeah you can wait on the fence line if you want you may or may not see some talent come out some of them might come over and walk the fence line and give you a high five they probably won't stop for a ton of pictures then uh mass luchadors tend to goes directly to the van um, a lot of times they will still be wearing a mask or they will just cover up with a hoodie. Uh, don't think that they're going to come over and take a mark photo with you without their mask on. And if you see one of the luchadors without a mask on, don't ask and don't take a picture. Um, Casey that, did that already. So that really could actually get you punched in the mouth. So I just advise not to do that, um, especially like most of these guys are they've worked the indies and stuff enough now that it's not like they're hardcore, you know, wrestlers from mexico city that will just put your lights out if you try to out them <laughs> it's not that kind of world necessarily but i would still advise against it they're not very comfortable with it they don't like it it's not worth it as oh, cool man. as it may be i wish octagon was booked for a show just to just for all this stuff outside the show to watch him <laughs> drunk and walk around like a stupid old man just getting into fights having friends pull guns on flamita that's the show <laughs> That's the show right there. The show was that press conference or whatever, that <laughs> signing. That was better than the last three events either of them had done. <laughs> it was the best thing that happened in wrestling that year. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's the whole thing. And then you get in your car, safety in numbers, walking after dark. Um, you know, it's pretty well lit, though, on industrial. Like I said, if you're on industrial, you're usually pretty fine. Uh, some of those other side streets, though, uh, be careful and just walk safely to your car. That's it. I don't. I don't think I have any other lucha underground etiquette rules. Anything else? Oh, signs! You can make signs, but you got to get them approved, and you have to sign a materials release. I mean, they can't be giant, and you can't hold it up the whole time. Use it's, it for your spot. Cheer your one guy. Put your shit down. This ain't fucking ECW in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, Sometimes, uh, I think you apparently you also have to get uh, like certain T-shirts signed off on. Like obviously, yeah. MMM shows already covered, but. Uh, someone else in the chat mentioned that, but when I brought my main shirt, I didn't have to sign anything. 
So no clue how that all works. Well, you're supposed well, to, if it's your artwork, any materials that they have, because it's done more like a TV show. It doesn't fall under the live event statutes that um, a regular wrestling event would fall under because it is considered a TV taping and is not considered a live sporting event. Uh, WWE, however, is considered a live sporting event. So they fall under the, the fair usage rules. Um, Lucha Underground does not. They can't show the other logos. They can't show material that you created. Uh, they're not supposed to. They're supposed to blur any of that stuff. So if you're wearing a shirt that is your own creation, it is up to their discretion whether or not they will allow you to have a materials release for it. But they do have them there if it is your logo and your stuff. They may not want it there, though, if you're trying to gimmick something or uh, put over a certain talent. Um Sometimes they will let you use the performer's uh, personal merchandise. They, they're not trying to hurt any of those performers. But at the same time, if it's not the same gimmick that they're doing in Lucha Underground, they may put a stop to it. Some of them they've let go. Some of them they haven't. It really kind of depends on where the person's gimmick is. Like, you know, again, you can't wear an Austin Madelson rocked on Big Brother shirt. Who's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who is that? It just wouldn't make any sense. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, that's another thing to expect. Like that uh, Sparkles is going to check you out for your clothing. If you have a Nike swoosh on, you know, or some other wrestler that is not a Lucha Underground performer under that name, they'll probably Greek you out, which is putting tape over all of your personage. Yeah, she actually looked at my shirt and said, like, that's cool. You had that made? I'm like, yep. And she's like, awesome. And she didn't give me any shit. So who knows? Dante is cracking me up, man. He said, if you happen to see a homeless person sleeping under your car, wake them up before you pull out. Oh, that's a nice thing to do. <laughs> and very possible that that could happen. Yes. Can I tell you guys a funny story unrelated to everything? Um, I was uh, at work today and someone yelled at me from another room. I don't want to give it away. Yelled at me from another room. Hey, Byron, that's me. Who's Stephen Hawking's? Oh. And then I'm like, it's Stephen Hawking, and he died today. And then he goes, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. And then he goes, what did he do? Mm. I don't. I didn't have an answer for that. That would have been understood. well. You could have started with drool. Ooh. I I said <laughs> that he was so smart that that his brain sucked the power from the rest of his body. No, he's awesome. I saw his movie. All respect. Uh, rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. To be fair, you that was Eddie Redmayne's that was Eddie Redmayne's movie, but still. And you said his movie. He like, did act he in like his he movie. He was alive. <laughs> he's not alive anymore, Byron. You you can't say it present tense. But it was it was about him. It was it's a biopic. It's a biopic. Biopic or biopic. I've never known no, no what it was. It's, it's a biopic. It it's a biopic. I, there's a, I have a long standing joke with a couple of people who have said biopic. You could it's, just say it was about him. It's definitely a biopic. People don't know how to pronounce that. It was about him. Yeah, just like a show like Byron does is a Reno show, not a Reno show. It's a whole it's a Reno hit show. show. <laughs> Cash and checks. Video. Cash and checks. Big money. You guys got anything else you want to add? I'm really stoked for this weekend. The three of us will be at the temple. Um, I don't know if where's Casey will be there, but you can buy a shirt and maybe it'll help us find him. Um, and the link to that is just below. 
shout outs to the wrestling guy store they have vampiro tomorrow i believe down there so you guys can go and Ooh. give him chubby chance or whatever you want good Ask luck about almond milk. might shoot slap you in the mouth if you fuck with it that'd be awesome i want to see him fuck someone up he's a great guy just he's a nice chop guy he's, in the just throat. he's just and it might all be a work who knows who even knows anymore um, Dude, I love Vampiro. He's funny, but I, he's one of my favorites. I remember when he came to WCW and Hoovy was having a hard time over the Vampiro spike because Hoovy had a uh, Mitch Tonka driver too. Yeah, he and was the Hoovy driver. Called it the Hoovy driver, which is cool. He also had the 450. So, like, if you're a luchador who gets to have the 450 as a finish, that's awesome because they all want it. So, keep that. Let Vampiro have his nail in the coffin. Yeah, his nail in the coffin spike. I mean, it makes sense. He's a vampire. Well, maybe it doesn't because he's giving other people the spike. Yeah, maybe that doesn't make sense at all. Well, nail in the coffin because... Because um, he lives in a coffin? Well, you wouldn't want to nail your own coffin if you sleep in it. Yeah, maybe this doesn't work at all, Byron. His entire people. gimmick is contradictory. Maybe we you should rethink the whole thing. You put people in coffins. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, Wrestling Guy Store, check him out. Um, also, go to luchashop.com if you want to buy cool merchandise. Head out to Expo Lucha at the end of August. Uh, anybody else we should plug? I probably should have plugged everybody a lot sooner than this. Hopefully, you guys are still listening. MMM show when you buy stuff at. What are you talking about? You're trying to get a Teespring Public. discount? You can't do it. It has to be through the link. You have to click the link. Master Public. Those guys are dope. Oh, they, they have a code for us? I'll have to ask Kevin Kleinrock if he's oh, got a... still works. Yeah. So... It doesn't matter. Go there and buy stuff. It's awesome. Go there and buy stuff. Those guys are cool. They Who wakes up in four hours for work? They, uh, they, they help a lot of luchadors out, uh, making some extra money on the side, doing signings and cool stuff and they actually help out a lot of dudes so help them out helping them anyway that's all i've got you guys got anything else fuck no quattro this weekend baby it's gonna be fun which Super means hard. we're gonna be sitting on information until summer that other people don't have it's gonna be awesome oh cult icon has something to say do you want to um sign off now oh no i do i i loved that that series um and you can find the link on our Twitter page um, of the 100 best Lucha Underground matches of all time. Um, oh. I was getting a little dispute between one and two, both which were awesome matches and both which are actually in my top 10 of all time. Um, but I felt that number two should have actually been number one. So go and read it. Go and read the last 20. See what you think. Um, I think it's actually very well researched. It's good information. It's a nice little walk down memory lane and catching somebody's perspective on some yeah. of the fun matches in Lucha Underground and why those matches matter to you guys, the fans. So yeah. check out that article. Um, it's good. I helped him with it, and we put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, you really didn't do shit. Who are you kidding? I haven't even read it. You haven't read it yet? No, I do this thing where I've been holding the camera all day. And I, I know. You've been working all day. Don't blame Byron. I'm sure Casey has probably read it and thoroughly analyzed it, but once again, where's Casey? I'll read it when I get a chance this weekend. Yeah, I just have to somehow get to the point where I'm on a plane and I have so, a fucking long day tomorrow. Check out Cult Icon's 100 Greatest Lucha Underground matches. Check out Twitwow's show from earlier today if you want some Ooh. insight on storylines from DJ and Roach. Good episode. 
Um, check out Dante Oblivion's episode tomorrow night because they're going to give away the last probably tickets that will be given away to Ultima Lucha this weekend. Um, and we still do we still have two, Byron, or have we given them away during the show? I have. We have people wanting them. I haven't checked my DMs. Me, but then I don't know if there's. Well, even if you listen to this tomorrow or later in the week, check back with us because if there are tickets out there available, we'll probably know who's got them, or we might still have them. Um, So hit us up if you want tickets to Ultima Lucha Four. Like I said, uh, we're not trying to hoard tickets. We just uh, we bought EV Dub's charity uh, VIP package for shits and giggles. So we're taking that, and we have a couple extra standing room if you guys want them. Um, and, uh, I think we put over everybody that we need to put over. That's it. Go sleep. Watch the contender, <laughs> watch Luke's underground, watch all the Marvel movies you can. Hey, watch season something of vanilla ice project coming at some point to a TV station. Oh yeah. And definitely Ever. watch, uh, my show food paradise this week. And one of my favorite segments that I did at my Lee restaurant in St. Louis, uh, one of the best pho restaurants around so fucking good um check out that episode it will be on actually i did like three or four of the segments in this episode it's called bold over or something so sunday food paradise travel on what channel. Travel, travel channel, channel. Yeah. a food show on travel channel you who's that guy yeah that's the you best guy it? i i of course i do the fuck is this noise in the other room i don't know it so, happen. for jimmy for byron for me for Eric Van Wagnen, for all of you believers out there and you you lucha clickers and all the good fine folks that we shall see at the temple. Until next time, stay, stay calm. Stay cool and stay in a mix. No, calm. Mother God, I want to stay cool. Stay cool, calm man. and stay in the mix. Wait, this is how we do it. Mute. Stay calm and stay in the mix. <laughs> <laughs>